0: That's the stupidest idea I've
1: ever heard. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's
0: Thursday, December 15, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media assassination episode 365.
1: This is No Agenda.
0: On Bully Patrol here at Camp Movo in Austin, Texas, the capital of the Lone Star State. In the
2: morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where I'm eating a red-fleshed pomelo, I'm John C. Dvorak.
3: Black and buzz Buzzkill in the morning.
2: Stinger. and there it is again there it is,
0: the illustrious stinger yeah.
2: so in the morning do you add currying all ships and seeing boots on the ground and feet in the air? oh well, do I ever get to say in the morning to
0: the uh bakers in the kitchens yeah You've never done that, yeah, we have done that, and to the uh in the morning to all of the drone pilots in the bunkers in the in the containers. Flying around at 18,000 feet above New York. And, uh, of course, to all of the human resources in the chat room, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net. We do the show twice a week, and we do it live. Um, Why do we do it live, actually? We do it because it makes us feel uh, relevant. Because you like it. Yeah, exactly. And it's live to tape, which means there's no editing ever.
2: You can dump it out, you know, before you bring it up.
0: (laughs) Production note there from John C. Dvorak. Uh, yes, it's good to see. Uh, we have a quorum in the chat room. That's always nice. And of course, uh, most people are listening to this on the podcast. A, uh, a fine distribution mechanism while it still lasts. Is today the SOPA vote?
2: Well, uh, according to Dan, uh, ISA, he says it's not passing unless they make some major changes. I don't think so. I don't think it's going to pass at all. Well, I never thought it was going to pass when I, once I saw they they they. They've done a pretty decent job of uh, rallying the troops. I have, in fact, a friend of mine is one of the PR agents behind the rallying the troops. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, the which the uh, the the good guys or the bad guys? Good guys.
0: And who are the good guys in this case?
2: Uh, anybody that's against, <laughs> against, anyone, it. against. anyone who
3: votes no.
0: <laughs> CNN has been running commercials nonstop for SOPA. Have you noticed that? No, you don't watch CNN. Uh,
2: want, I'm I'm I was see what is my assignment
0: you're well uh, we have different assignments um, I think we both watched a lot of C-SPAN this week I can see because I see identical clips uh, uh, that's a shame yeah mainly from the NRC hearings which was just hilarious
2: well I cut mine way down so I recommend my clips but I do have an end of show clip and I've decided to come with a new idea well, you know, we, got,
0: we do have an end of show clip from uh, Maynard interviewing Sir Thomas. So I might have to okay, be a well, you run my shot. end
2: of show clip and yeah. then run Maynard. Yeah, double shot, double shot. So um, I heard the Maynard clip. It's quite good. Yeah, it's excellent. So so I've got like three short, tight clips with some explanation that, that's a, like a teaser for the end of show clip mm-hmm. to keep people listening to the whole show. So, uh,
0: okay, it's funny because I have three NRC clips. This is the uh, Nuclear Regulatory Commission. Uh, it, was a, it was long. It was like six hours worth of C-SPAN this week.
2: Um, and, and let's start off by making sure that everyone knows this is a huge distraction of the week. Oh, But hilarious. Hold on. Let let me just uh, make sure we... Uh, Don't
3: look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that.
0: They're actually saying it. They're actually saying this in, in, in the hearing itself. Like, oh, the press is all here. This is a distraction. This is <laughs> like, wow. But if you had to write this... I, you know you can't write it any better the actors are great uh this guy uh Jazzco, who by the way if you if you look at his name j-a-c-z-k-o it looks like jackoff i don't know i keep thinking jackoff jerk off
2: well he's apparently was a regular member of the new, the nrc and uh, then they, they promoted him to chairman and i guess he's one of those guys and i've seen this happen in Other people who've actually worked for a living have seen it happen, where you have a guy who's a normal guy, and then he gets the the job where he can lord it over people and becomes a first-class a-hole with no skills, and you could just see this is a Steve Jobs kind of character who Mm. likes to yell at people. It's
0: so funny you say that, because what I was going to say about this whole thing is, when Steve Jobs bullies people and is an a-hole, he's a genius, yeah, but, but when but when some guy in the in the in the Nuclear Regulatory Commission bullies people, bullying, remember this is bullying, and these are adults. Oh, I'm being bullied. Then uh, then it's we hilarious. have to write we have to write a letter to the president's office because we're being bullied.
2: And they but have this, to have a whole uh, uh, congressional hearing, which really irks me. <laughs> all right.
0: What do you got? I might have different. I also cut my clips down, but maybe we have different things. Let, let, let's well, get into it. It's just funny.
2: Well, I have them kind of in order, so uh, it starts off with I think the the the, kick, the kicker, and this guy. But by, by people have to imagine what what we're looking at here. The jazz, jackoff guys in the middle, and his the people bitching about him are are flanking him, are sitting right next to him on either side. Like, but not even a distance. Like you know, no, like, they're like bumping him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're rubbing like, elbows. They're rubbing elbows for Christ's sake. I know.
2: So play clip number 1. Yeah,
0: I'm having a problem here. For some reason, uh the clips aren't showing up in the system. What is going on here? Uh, hold on a second. I don't know why this is happening, John. This is
2: weird. Okay, well we can talk about something else in the meantime.
0: Well, well, I mean, I have to like really focus on this for a second because I've got to start stuff. I don't know what what happened. This is
2: not Okay, well I'll play a medley of my famous yeah. slide whistle tunes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: hold, yeah. on. Uh,
0: hold on. Hold on. Just it might might be here now. Let me just see. This is Hello uh, oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> everybody All right. If this doesn't work then uh Oh there we go. Hey, would you like me to play clip number one?
5: Yeah. For each of the commissioners, do you believe that employees, professional staff of the uh, NRC have experienced intimidation, hostile,
6: or offensive uh, conduct on behalf of the chair by the chairman? Anything that would be considered to be intimidating, hostile, or offensive by the chairman? Any
5: professional staff experience that? Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> They're raising yes. their hands. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, Ladies what's
2: funny about that's the this clip? Of yeah. yeah. What's funny about this clip is that the guy sitting there listening to this, he's got a really grim look on his face. But this is a clip they, that C SPAN itself pulled as a teaser and ran it separately to get people to watch C SPAN. I've never seen them do that before. Oh, d-
0: dude, I'm seeing so much of this. If you go to cspan.org, I mean, they've completely redone the site. It's almost like they're ready to take advertising. I mean, they're really, they are, and, and by the way, wouldn't that be a surprise? They're really working it. No, I know, they're, they're doing, they're, they're, some, I don't know if they got a new guy in at C-SPAM. Maybe we should check. But uh, and, uh,
2: There's got to be a new guy because th- this is the old school broadcasting stuff that they're doing. I, I, I admire it because it does get you, you know, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, me- of course it does. But- Let me tune into this boring hearing. <laughs> it's like, and we're like lured,
0: like, oh, yes, I can't wait for this. This is wonderful. No, I know. it's. Uh, I don't see anything. I don't see, a, uh, I don't see a new guy at C-SPAN, but someone is doing something new at C-SPAN. Uh, uh, yeah. At C-SPAN. There is, someone had a meeting, that's for sure.
2: And anyway, so this hearing, this Jackoff guy, he was uh, apparently harassing female employees, screaming at people. He was just a, just a bad, you know, the classic bad manager. I guess he watched that bad manager new sitcom. He decided that's the way to do it. So now I got uh, some more uh, the short clip. This guy is a little more action here at the NRC hearings, too.
5: Not to me. Um, so as far as I know, I've had the ability to make decisions fully informed. Um, I have questions, I have doubts, and I have concerns.
7: Uh, Commissioner Ostendorf, My concerns with respect to
8: uh, the chairman's style have been primarily that his uh, interface with our NRC staff has been abrasive.
7: He uses the term passionate. I would say it has prevented (laughs) staff from feeling comfortable they can bring forth their best views and recommendations to the commission. From that standpoint, I think that's a grave concern. Have you lost confidence in his ability to lead?
2: At this stage, I have, yes. And he's sitting right next to the guy. So, you
0: know, So again, uh, let's we'll just set this up a little bit. So what happened is there's a, a uh, an oversight committee hearing for hours about, and, and uh, the day before this hearing, the, there's five commissioners, one of which is the chairman. This is the Jackoff guy. And these four commissioners send a letter to, uh, chief of staff daily. So that's like the, the head guy at Obama's office. Well, not really, because of course it's Valerie Jarrett. And they say, We're being bullied. This is not good. We're being bullied. He's very, he's yelling at us. He has a temper. He's so angry. And
2: apparently, four of the female staffers were in tears, by the way. Uh, that's, uh, what they state. But of course, the guy, um, uh, denies it. Do you hear the, the denials? Do you have that clip? That's the that's the long clip I want for the end of the show. That's when Labrador... Oh, no, no. I'm talking about Chaffetz. No. Oh, no, I don't have Chaffetz. You got that one.
0: Oh, I got Chaffetz. It's. Uh... I, got,
2: I thought Labrador was funnier, which is the end of the show clip. It goes on for about three, four oh, minutes. Oh, yeah,
0: no, no, no. This is not that long. But Chaffetz, if you listen to it, it sounds like... It, seriously, if you put the music behind it, I just want you to close your eyes and imagine the Jeopardy music. <laughs> it, is, it is just like Jeopardy. Listen, we're, we're holding re- this, uh, this meeting. Chairman
9: Yasko. Um, you're undoubtedly aware of the uh, letter that was sent uh, to the White House to uh, the Chief of Staff dated October 13, 2011. There's five very serious charges in there. Number one, intimidating and bullying, bullied senior career staff. Willing, true or false? Uh, I have not bullied and intimidated career staff.
5: Uh, true or false? Ordered
9: staff to withhold or modify policy information and recommendations intended to trans- for transmission to the commission. Uh, there is one occasion in which I discussed with uh, a very senior uh, manager uh, a recommendation that he wanted to make uh, on an issue and we So had- only one time and you hear the history of your time there? Uh, correct. And I have a uh, Next record- one. Next True question. or false? Attempted to intimidate the advisory committee on react- reactor safeguards. The legislative... Anyway, it goes on. True or false? False. Uh, true or false ignored the will of the majority.
0: Of the- <laughs> I mean isn't that just like a jeopardy question true or false on the uh, national uh, the nuclear regulatory commission true or false. And talk about who's bullying who here. <laughs> oh really. So I have the uh, Osterhoff who actually mentions the bullying.
2: What is okay, this well, you about? got that. Let me play, let's play my, I have a real short, the NRC hearings yeah. number three, and then you, we can save the Labrador, yeah. which I think, personally, would thought, was, no, we, was can, we can argue about what was the best, <laughs> but I like Labrador the best, because he's the one I that... Agree. Uh, yeah,
0: he was good, he was good. All right, this yeah. is, um, what's in this clip? I
10: don't know. If he also controls his temper a oh, little yeah. bit, he can continue to lead the commission. Yes.
7: Uh, Chairman, there was an apology issued. I don't know whether you drafted it or the White House drafted it. Who drafted your apology? Uh,
9: I prepared a letter that uh, I sent to Mr. Daly. I'm not sure if that's the letter you're referring to. Have you apologized more than once? Uh, I have indicated to to Mr. Daly in in that letter that I was sorry for the distraction that this has caused. Is
7: that the only thing you're sorry for, is the distraction? Do you admit any of the conduct that's been alleged this morning?
9: If, uh, again, many of these uh, uh, accusations uh, I'm hearing for the first time... uh, Well,
7: that that, that doesn't impact whether they're true or not. The fact that you haven't heard them yet doesn't mean they're not true. My question is simple. Are they true? Uh, I don't believe that they are true. uh, What does that mean, I don't believe that they are true?
0: Oh, I think you missed the best part. I have the follow-on to this. Listen
9: to this. uh, Again, many of these uh, uh, accusations uh, I'm hearing for the first time. uh, Well, that, that, that doesn't impact whether they're true or not. The fact
7: that you haven't heard them yet doesn't mean they're not true. My question is simple. Are they
9: true? Uh, I don't believe that they are true. uh,
7: What does that mean, I don't believe that they are true? Have you been verbally
9: abusive to female staff? No, I have not.
7: Have you withheld information from your fellow commissioners? I have not. Have you asked anyone, are they on your team? I have never said something like that. Chairman, let me tell you what it looks like from my vantage point, which my background is not in nuclear science. Uh, When you have four eyewitnesses that testify to something under oath, you know what they call the defendant after that? An
2: inmate. <laughs> I thought that yeah, was you the know, best I line. Heard that part of it. I I didn't know if... It, I mean, I could have clipped that, too. I thought it was a good line. I thought that but was then, the best uh, line. But then Kucinich jumped all over him after that for delivering that line. Because this guy's not under indictment and going to go to jail. So that, but that doesn't it was, matter. It was a good line, but it, it was, wasn't come on that uh, guy thinking hurt he yeah. his cause by <laughs> delivering. i was word. i was i was just applauding the script
0: writers i'm like yeah, oh good line smart. good line i like it good one and by the way uh john so we'll uh, I remind you so we'll have the uh, the longer even better clip at the end of the show just before a maynard's interview with sir thomas um just pre- a great interview by the way yes president obama is recycling his jokes Oh no! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! So here's uh, you know he welcomed the troops home for Christmas, home for the holidays, which uh, we knew would happen. Unfortunately, uh, no one. Uh, I thought Justin Bieber would do the Home for the Holidays remix. He did sing uh, Home for Christmas at the uh, the Christmas caroling session with the president. So I guess I was wrong. Unless someone all of a sudden pops up with the with the single, I thought that was going to be a big hit. We should you know we're stupid. We should have re released it. We should have bought up the rights. Home for the holidays. So he's talking to the troops, and of course, Michelle Obama goes first, and uh, then he gets on stage. Hello, Hello,
11: everybody! Hello, everybody! Hello, everybody! Hello! Hello, Fort Bragg! Fort Bragg! All the way! All the way! Now, I'm sure you realize why I don't like following Michelle Obama. Obama... I'm just saying. <laughs> Gentlemen, that's your goal, to marry up. Right. And I'm hearing that. I'm
0: like, wait a minute. He's already done that joke. And here it is from October
11: 27th. Oh, Joint Base Langley-Eustace. Thank you very much. I hate following Michelle. She's so good. How lucky am I to be married to Michelle Obama? See, for, for you men out there who are not yet married, let me explain. The whole goal is to marry up. I mean, really?
0: If Seinfeld did the same joke twice in a row, he'd be vilified. Can't do that. Not if it's being taped. No, and it's it's almost identical. Uh, hate following yeah, Michelle no, Obama. Owned, just,
2: just a couple different uh, uh, wording. The wording little it's the Same have, joke. It's yeah. the exact same joke.
0: Someone must have quit.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's joke writer. What are we going to do? <laughs> Let's use the jokes. To who's going to notice? What idiots are going to do? What, <laughs> no, no one's watching this stuff. Would notice this? <laughs> no one will know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Only like a couple of maniacs. <laughs> out of their basement would ever figure this out
0: literally belligerents in their basement
2: no one's gonna notice
0: yeah well we noticed i'm just i was disappointed you know that i watched c-span i want original material or put a date stamp on it that says this originally aired you know I'm telling you it's the best television on tv besides the x factor i have to say i got kind of sucked into the x factor
2: well, I think before I go on that, we maybe should thank our executive producers for today's show, so we can get that out of the way. All righty. We uh, have we have a couple. Nice. Yeah, we do. We have. Uh, oh, Atomic Rod. Rod yeah, Atomic uh, Bob or whatever. His Rod, name is. Atomic Rod, Rod. Adams, yeah. Atomic Rod, which is a great name.
0: It's a, well, you know, he's uh, in the uh, he's a uh, in the Navy, and oh, he's, well, been, he's in Annapolis. So yeah, he, yeah. No, he's been it's on. It's like, a, a Navy town. He used to be on uh, nuclear ships. He's our pro nuke guy and
2: he always gives me the inside uh, That's info. good. We need we need people on all sides of the yeah. issues to give us the uh we we hope that they don't like the or when the oil guy did start leading us down the primrose path path to nowhere. But generally <laughs> what are you speaking talking about our oil guy. What are you talking about? Not not Mr. Well, I'm talking about that guy some time ago that was on that was on the platform and he was grousing us. Oh at yeah, yeah. Now he that guy. He was we also a, had a military guy who yeah. Who blasted me for saying that generals design their own uniforms, and he sent me some, the code This is, you know, the Army decides, and I sent him the code right back saying, read paragraph one, idiot.
0: <laughs> Do you know what I got from, uh, from? Uh, I think it's the 256th Airborne? They sent me uh, a flag uh, and a couple of new amazing challenge coins, but a flag that has flown over their uh, their camp there in Afghanistan.
2: Oh, well, you should fly it over your house in... Uh... Hell yeah. Oh, you bet. Austin. Yeah, right next to the Mexican flag. (laughs) Yeah, well, I didn't get anything like that. Anyway, so let's uh, give our three executive producers and one associate executive producers a call out, including Atomic Rod in Annapolis, Maryland, for uh, donating 369. We gave him his birthday uh, call out last show. Your mainstream media deconstruction has inspired my petroleum pusher deconstruction efforts on atomic <laughs> at AtomicInsights.com. For nearly five decades, people have been taught to fear nuclear energy by people who make hundreds of billions of dollars by selling competitive hydrocarbons. I'm asking for karma as I continue my second year of working on a team producing small modular reactor designs. I'm hoping the open warfare among commissioners in the NRC is resolved by demoting the chairman whose management competence has been denounced in a letter to the White House signed by the other commissioners.
0: Yeah, okay. he's, he's hopping on that bullying train, obviously. All right, Atomic Rod, good job. You've got karma. Lovely. No, he's, saw, he's been telling me a lot about these small modular ones, and uh, you know you could throw one in your backyard and, uh, and run your, your entire neighborhood on it for uh, forever.
2: I'm in. Yeah, me too. So, uh, 365 bucks, a uh, couple of 365 show c- commemorative uh, executive producers, Gavin Williams and Seven Oaks Kent. Long time lister, long time freeloader. It's time to pay my dues. Difficult times here in Gitmo, UK. As slaves, we are torn. On the one hand, we're happy to to be a part of the uh, democracy deficiency of the forthcoming EU superstate, And on the other hand, stuck with a national government subservient to the discredited financial sector that dominates our ruling class. Woot we escape from an asylum only to look into the mirror to see clowns laughing back at us.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
2: The best podcast in the universe must have my money before it's too late.
0: You know, um, Gavin, uh, I've uh, often flown over Seven Oaks. It's a very important uh, point uh, for air, uh, aeronautical uh, navigation. And the great thing about Seven Oaks is there's only six oaks there.
2: it <laughs> sounds like something Canadians would One,
0: one fell down. I think one got blown over or something. Yeah.
2: It's beautiful. Okay, there. Kirk Ann in uh, Genesso, New York, three six five. A dollar a day for the next year. I'd love to give more, but unfortunately, the overlords give me all the poverty I can afford. Please give me a shot at karma to complete my doctoral dissertation by the end of the year. Another student.
4: You've got. You know,
0: I'm just noticing that we missed a tremendous opportunity because, of course, we were, we were, you know, too busy listening to the president's repeat of jokes. The opportunity, of course, was to donate a dollar a day a year in advance, 365. This is episode 365. Hey, we've we-
2: got another two, uh, two weeks for that to happen.
0: This is true. This is true.
2: Carl uh, Schmimek, or Schimek, one of the two, Trago, Wisconsin, $200 and one cent. Adam, welcome to Austin. Thank I guess you. he must have moved there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's moved there, but he's, his old PayPal address is in Wisconsin. He came in from Wisconsin. I'm sure you'll enjoy the unrelenting drought in 110 <laughs> <to> degree <laughs> days this summer. <laughs> Hell yeah. And uh, anyway, <laughs> that's our associate It doesn't executive. bother me. me. It doesn't we bother me. Thank, at all. It's a dry heat. Yeah. We want to <laughs> thank everyone who donated. And I want you uh, out there who haven't uh, joined the cause and joined our. Uh, our little club here to uh, go to dvorak dot org slash uh, na dvorak dot I'm sorry dvorak dot org slash na uh, channel dvorak dot com slash na noagendashow dot com and uh, noagendanation dot com where you can hit the donate button and uh, help us get through the rest of the year which is going to be a little rough here
0: yeah um, but of course I do like the idea of uh, donating a dollar a day in advance that uh, Hey, you know, the dollars add up. That's good. That's how it works. So we uh, we can continue to do this. I mean, people think I had this discussion this morning with someone. We make it look easy. I have to say we make it look easy. But there is a lot that goes on in between these shows. I mean, I I'm done with the show. I'm immediately looking at, okay, what's going on now? I mean, you have to be constantly aware. I mean, the car on my phone. I mean, I don't know if you do this. But I'm always, you know, it's always switching between channels, multiple monitors, you know, with C-SPAN 1 and 2 streaming on the computer, always watching what's happening, turning up volumes. You know, it's impossible to live with me. I don't know why Nikki puts up with it. But yeah, it,
2: there's a lot of monitors going with some of the people <laughs> come into the room. They go, What, what are you watching? And if, you're, <laughs> if you're awake,
0: yeah, what am I not watching? Every once in a while, I
2: doze I, <laughs> uh, <nose> off. <laughs> oh my God, what did I miss?
0: <laughs> I've had that happen where I'm on the couch, literally yeah, f- it's falling weird. asleep, and then I'm like, What? What, what did I hear? What? what? Luckily, Turn you can back up. it
2: up on a DVR and see what <laughs> yeah. it, was. it was. You see what it was that knocked you out. Yeah,
0: exactly.
2: Dvorak.org. Dvorak. 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 Slash
0: Na got a couple of uh, interesting PR uh, initiatives happening here. Some uh, domain names forwarding to noagendashow.com. Uh, here's some uh, bogometer domain names. Reset your This, of course, is a derivative of bogative. Peg the Reset the All of these forwarding to noagendashow.com. That's uh, highly appreciated. A couple of uh, and these are good. Of course, Chelsea Clinton in her march to continue the legacy. Uh, Blake has registered for us: Clinton twenty twenty dot com and ChelseaClinton twenty twenty dot com, which I think is uh, you know uh, we might be here in eight years,
2: <laughs> ready for her to run for the presidency. Yeah. She'll be clunking around just like her mom. We have uh, a new one,
0: <laughs> clippity clopping is not is not clunking. It's clippity clopping. Yeah. Watchtvforme dot which is exactly what we do. And then uh, got an email. I'm not even sure who this is from. I'm drunk, but my understanding is that is this is encouraged. One of the awesome apps guys should make an app for newsstand on oh, iOS devices. There's practically nothing in there besides the New York Times guitar world and something like effing .net today or whatever. A no agenda newsstand app that pulls from the show notes or something would probably be popular just because it's not about .net. F.net and I can't play the guitar. Show's awesome. I'm drunk. he didn't send any money but but at least
2: you're missing
0: the point (laughs) but at least he's doing something he's on the right track
11: everybody else out there drunk or not you can always go out and propagate the formula The formula is this we go out we hit people in the mouth
0: Can I do something funny? Yes. Something really funny. A little pre-production stuff I did. It wasn't... I mean, don't get too excited now. So, uh, you know, I'm still following this whole pedo-bear Penn State (laughs) thing. What? (laughs) Pre-production. Yeah. (laughs) He said pre-production. So I'm following the whole pedo-bear Penn State thing because, you know, I'm trying to... And and it really is astounding what is going on. And, of course, our media is completely useless. Completely useless. Um. And I picked up, so the uh, Sandusky's lawyer held a press conference. And uh, the guy's actually pretty good. You know, I guess Sandusky uh, said, you know, I don't want to, I waive my right to uh, preliminary hearing. So, of course, now we won't get any of the evidence. Yeah, the guy's pretty good because
2: it looks like he's trying to set up a mistrial with all the craziness he's doing.
0: Right. So, uh, I'm listening to this and... Just like when someone says, you know, a website, we always look up the who is. You know, we're always looking for the source, right? Which is, um, what is that called? Um, Oh, yeah, I think Uh, it's... um, Reporting. Yeah, Yeah. journalism. Yeah, right. Doing work. Yeah, why why would anyone else do that but us here in the basement? Uh, And so I listened to this, and then uh, I had an idea.
12: If anyone is naive enough to think for a minute that Tim Curley, Joe Paterno, Gary Schultz, and for that matter, Graham Spanier, the university president, were told by Mike McQuarrie, that he observed Jerry Sandusky having anal sex with a 10-year-old-looking kid in a shower room at Penn State on Penn State property, and her response was simply to tell Jerry Sandusky that don't go in the shower room anymore with kids, I suggest you dial 1-800-REALITY, because that makes absolutely absolutely no sense.
0: Okay, so he says, uh, if you think this actually went down like this, and someone just said, oh, don't go in the shower with kids, you should dial 1-800-REALITY, pal. So I know where you're headed with this one. I dialed (laughs) 1-800-REALITY. Here we go.
3: Hey, guys. Welcome to the hottest place for triple X (laughs) action. Get ready for
13: bulge bursting pleasure with horrid and gay
3: buy and buy curious studs
0: just 99 cents per minute for voice personals and amateur talk and only 2.99 per minute for live one on one talk with a hot guy who will do anything you want what a bargain so it
2: really if you dial 1-800-REALITY you get
0: the gay and buy curious only 99 cents a minute or 2.99 if you buy curious I'm like I'm in I'm in so how how so
2: late? Did you, did you, what do you mean? You're in? Did you did you pay the two ninety nine?
0: I'm considering it.
2: Yeah, sure. So hey, there's hot guys. Triple yeah, X, X action. Talk, <laughs> talk's cheap for you. Talk is cheap.
0: <laughs> how how what how, what
2: an imbecile! <laughs> I know. Isn't that funny? Bulge bursting hot guys. <laughs> Call one eight hundred reality.
0: And if we, if we had one report that, that was like, kind of that
2: was picked up on the net. I think. Oh really? oh really? Oh really? You oh, know, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, no, I
0: think it was. Oh, was that blog? Don't tell me it was on Devorak. It may have been blog.
2: blogged, but I don't. You know, I don't think we picked it up. But I don't think that I know for pretty sure that the news, the regular news media, didn't pay any attention to the no, humor. No. I mean, they, these guys are out to lunch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. I mean, I got lots of stuff. So uh, go ahead.
0: Go ahead and what? I, I, I got all kinds of. Well, I got, uh, I mean, okay, p- I got
2: a couple of pet peeves. Ooh. See if you can spot in these commercials. Oh, well, actually, boy. there's a couple. Let's start with the short one. I have the short one. I'm listening to this. I was just flipping around. I got this show on. It's like on Do It Yourself or something. And, it's just, and this guy <laughs> uses this term, and I realized that I've heard this done before. Hmm. And I didn't reala- realize at the time how much I hated it. Well, so you- play very exciting.
0: Oh, okay.
2: All times. Even has your name on it. What is it? Very exciting. Very now, exciting. The guy gives her something. He says, He's you got your name on it. Very exciting. And I've noticed this before where people just drop in very exciting as though something's exciting about having your <laughs> name on something. And I just realized that that little term "very exciting" is like a deal breaker for me. And if somebody says that out of the what's not exciting? It's like the, that's a great question. It's exactly <laughs> in that same category. It's not exciting. It's and it's certainly not very exciting. Exactly. Now the other one that bugs me, yeah, <laughs> is the no one. And tell me, you can just pick up in this clip what it is that might gall me about what they're talking about. This is just a vitamin commercial.
14: I take an Omega from my heart, but to be honest, I find the Omega choices overwhelming. Which one is right for me? Then I found NuPro Nutrients Omega-3. It's from Centrum, a name I trust. It goes beyond my heart to support my brain and eyes, too. And these ultra-concentrated mini-gels are much smaller than many others. It's part of a whole new line of supplements. There's probiotic and fruit and veggie, too. <laughs> new pro-nutrients from Centrum helps make nutrition possible.
0: Yeah, that would be the veggies.
2: Veggies is a vitamin <laughs> pill. And it's like a gel. It's a gel cap. What is fruit? What is she talking about? <laughs> is there veggies in the cap? Or what's that? Veggies? I you know what I think about the word veggie? Yeah, it's veggie gel, John. I hate that word. <laughs> veggie? <laughs> oh, it's a veggie. It's like you're 12. John, John C. DeVore pet peeve of the day. I thought i get those
0: out of the way. <laughs> nice. I so agree. I heard that at a restaurant the other day. I can't remember where it was. And I was all ready to launch into the guy. I'm just like <laughs> and I looked at Mickey and she gave me the eye and I'm like <laughs> Give me the stink eye. Oh yeah. don't do don't it. Don't you do don't it. Don't do it. Shut up. I want to have a nice dinner.
2: <laughs> I want the guy peeing in the food in the back. <laughs> so,
0: um Lucifer. Uh this is very interesting. Uh and I unfortunately I didn't have the time. I'm going if it's still relevant, maybe I'll uh I'll really get into it. So she was interviewed by uh, PBS, and they really hacked up this entire interview. and And the full length interview is on the state.gov website. and And just you know, because I I was listening to that while I was prepping last night, and uh, I'm like, wow, man, she's a real downer. You know, she's like, oh, we have to uh, we have to make sure there's balance. I mean, it's all these code words for America. F yeah, basically. Uh, So they really hacked up this uh, interview, which and took out all the offensive bits. I think on uh, on PBS. And uh, I took just uh, one little relevant statement.
15: Well, that's the
16: balancing act we do literally every day. You know, I think one of our strongest uh, values is our uh, protection and advocacy for human rights, and in particular, our support for democracy, and the recognition that although elections are not by any means the only definition of democracy, they are kind of, you know, condition uh, that would be, that has to be satisfied to go forward. And so we're, we're always looking at how we can communicate clearly what the United States stands for. So we came, we saw,
4: he died.
2: There you go. Doing a little, you're doing a little uh, <laughs> editing, I said. <see>. Yeah. <laughs> we want to
0: communicate what the United States stands for. We came, we saw, he died. That wasn't actually in the, uh, in the, in the interview, but I think you get my point.
2: Yeah, well, you know, sometimes it gets boring. You have to like beef these things up. I got a little clip of a from the uh, new uh, Ben App, Aff- not Ben Affleck, the other guy, uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon's new movie, which is a, a summer, you know, what movie is it? What, about it, it called? They, they sell I buy a house. that's actually a zoo. What's it called? And, I don't know. Oh. I don't really care because I'm not going to go see it. <laughs> but I do have this one potential little. Actually, uh, I, you know, I, I do have the whole the clip of him talking about it. Uh, it well, I might as well play that first. He, this is an example of apparently Damon went out and said that you know Disney movies suck or something. He, he did something. They had to that Matt Lauer on the Today Show had to help him get dig himself out of a hole because oh, okay. he figured, oh my God, you know, we'll never work for Disney again. I might never get another acting job, right? And so you can see the nervousness uh, in this clip, and I and play play worried about Disney.
1: <laughs> so it's uh, the cutest kids you've ever seen and uh the, the you know the most beautiful animals and uh that's it. So if we, if, if, uh, if it goes horribly pear-shaped for us, we'll have learned our lesson.
6: Is yeah. it true that when you first started talking about doing this, doing this movie, you said, and I don't want this to sound derogatory, you said, I don't want it to turn out like a Disney version of this
1: film. Nothing wrong with Disney movies. No, no, I, no, I mean, no, of course, nothing at all. But, but I,
2: I, what, yeah, the over-saccharine uh, version. Uh, you don't want things too simple and easy. Yeah, yeah, uh, or kind of <laughs> cheesy, uh, you know, So which is to say more of like the kind
1: of... Uh, 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 TV movie uh, version, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know,
2: uh, version of
0: the uh, thing. Uh, 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 <laughs> pussy, <laughs> big pussy. You're
2: falling apart. Well, there. of
0: course, he knows what side his brother is buttered on. He don't want to give that up.
2: So there's a little mini clip that I pulled that I think we can use as either an evergreen, or I'm going to start tacking it onto the end of clips. Which is they, they, there's a scene from the movie where the guy. Tells Matt Damon that this house that he bought is actually a zoo, yeah. and this little girl that's like I don't know, she's like ten or something goes yay, and it's just a really good yay, and I wanted to play it. Oh, okay, yay!
11: <laughs> <I'm sorry>.
2: Okay, <laughs> so I think this is going to be my yay instead okay. of the screaming yays oh, for the all next. Right. All right, so the, this is for two two thousand twelve. just yeah, warning, I'll, you I'll fair make sure
0: warning. that. Uh, I'll make sure this is queued up for the entire show. It's your, your little yay. No problem. <laughs> so the president came out with an executive order uh, late last night.
2: Right there. Hit it. Yay. <laughs>
0: uh, an executive order.
2: Yay!
0: Wow! <laughs> late last night. And um, it's a 2011 amendments to the Manual for Courts Martial. And we get the, uh, the authority vested in me as president of the Constitution of the laws, blah blah, including chapter blah, blah blah blah. In order to prescribe amendments to the Manual for Courts Martial, United States, prescribed by Executive Order One Two Four Seven Three, which is uh, the uh, initial uh, Court Martial Manual from 1984, to be amended, uh, it is hereby ordered as follows: Section One, Parts Three and Four of the Manual for Courts Martial, United States, are amended as described in the annex attached and made a part of this order. So uh, I'm like, where's the annex? And uh, can't find it. The executive order is not even on the Federal Register website yet. So I'm looking around. I'm looking at what is going on? And it turns out he's done this exact same thing in 2010 on August 31st. Um, the uh, Here it was in 30 days. Same thing as this one changes to part two and part four. Uh, part two is rules. Part four is punitive articles of the courts martial manual will go into effect uh, as described in the annex. And this annex never surfaced. And uh, and if you look around, if you Google this, it turns out that people are saying, "Hey, these are secret laws." You know, we have a. It's not in the federal register. You can't find the annex. And I'm like, "What is this about? Why is this so secret?" So then I see the headline: "Military Rules Guide Hearing in WikiLeaks Case, which kicks off on Friday." I believe what? Oh, yeah. I believe that because, of course, Manning will be court-martialed. Something has been changed.
2: Specifically related to
0: specifically related to his case. Yes, this
2: is like typical ex post facto. In other words, you arrest a guy you got really maybe you got nothing on him. And so you say, well, uh, let's change the rules. Mm -hmm, Mm hmm. To to affect him, which is a which by the way is against the Constitution, it's illegal to do this. Yeah. It's called an ex post facto law, and but they're going to do it anyway, and you can kind of get away with it if the rules are secret. Yeah. And, yeah, in, and, and, in other words, what we're going to see is the guy's going to get railroaded. Oh, totally. Well, we're never even yeah, going to see the guy. That's why we need more military law in this yeah. country.
0: We're never going to see the guy. We'll, we won't see any video. We're not going to see a perp walk. We're not going to see anything. I don't. It's, I still question if the guy exists.
2: Yeah. Well, I have that. Uh, I mean, we've, that, had, we've had still that, up there. We've had that theory for a long time. But it, it would, there would be no point in changing the military court martial handbook if that was the case.
0: And uh, and so part four we know is punitive. Part three is. Um, uh, what constitutes a court martial, and it's a very you know the 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 entire uh, manual for court martial is a long long document. Uh, so I just tried to read the relevant part three and part four last night. I'm like, this is bogative. How can you like just change uh, you know military law? It's law, and and not tell us.
2: And the no, the question and no is, one is one somebody must have a copy of this. It can't be top secret. I, well, the annex from 2010 it has never surfaced. It's got to be around. Someone must have seen it. It's got to be around somewhere. Well, we have a lot of military
0: personnel listening, so I'm hoping that someone might find something somewhere and can, you know, maybe slip me something in encrypted uh, form because it's just. Yeah,
2: with with a reasonable date on it so we can see what's being changed. Very, very annoying. Very annoying.
0: So um, then there's all this bullying stuff, which is driving me nuts you know so we had the uh, the the nuclear regulatory commission uh, big bully and by the way the guy's probably a total dick i mean i'm sure he is i'm sure he's pushing oh, he he- like a dick yeah he's, he was his, he, his head looks like a dickhead
2: and when we hear the thing at the end, you—I think—which I still think—is the funniest clip, which is Labrador from Idaho going after him. It's just too funny. To it's just hilarious. It's right, great entertainment.
0: So yeah, but but here's here's people who are high, guy. One of the guys ran an entire division within the Navy, and he can't stand up to this douche. I mean, what are we what are we teaching? So now Facebook uh has opened up uh what you'll see soon is you know where you can flag something is like terrorist content now, oh, yeah. now yeah, you, yeah great now now you can flag someone if you think their posts are suicidal and then Facebook <laughs> will reach out to you <laughs> <laughs>
2: I just do that for everyone I have to post I'm suicidal it. to me
0: i still have a facebook account i'm going to be flagging everybody as suicidal i'm just going to be guy's flagging suicidal it right.
2: man hey, bringing me down <laughs>
0: i'm just going to be flagging everyone as a suicidal poster so you know this is all part of this bullying thing and then um, you know just report after report and now it's like bullying in the workplace again when Steve Jobs bullies people around, he's a genius. Oh, he's the Albert Einstein of our era. He's fantastic. But everyone else,
17: I'm so bullied. I've heard about bull- Here's my pet about Bullying when it comes to children, whether it be on the playground or on the Internet. But what about adult bullies? Adult bullies! In the workplace. And if you work with one... What can you do about it? Kimberly Gill talk- <laughs> Exactly. Get the judge. Talked with some experts. Kimberly. Kimberly. Ken, as you
16: said, many of us have had a bully for a boss or co worker at one point or another in our careers.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. That's what's called a job. Yeah, it's called a job. You get bullied. Hello.
16: They mess with you, they insult you, humiliate you, and nitpick just about everything you do. Because
2: maybe you suck. You gotta be motivated. <laughs> or maybe the guy's a dick. Yeah. Hey, we the you know, while you're playing this cue up the old noodle boy. Dude, uh, I already have it ready. Uh, It's such
16: a problem in the workplace that the stress of it all can lead to health problems.
0: This is the next thing. This is the next one. Stress from bullying leads to health problems. Watch this. You can just see it coming. And it even forces
16: some people to quit.
0: Sometimes you bully people to get them to quit. Let's get this guy out of here. He's a douche. He's no good. Let's bully him. It
16: was a 2 nightmare. A nightmare is how this person, who nightmare. wishes to remain anonymous, describes the strain of working in an environment <sighs> where he was constantly bullied by his supervisors. He says the abuse gave him anxiety attacks and high blood pressure.
0: Oh, so we can get you Lipitor, and we can get you, uh, what can we get you for? Um, uh, what's that Ambient. Ambien. Stuff? Ambien, yeah, get all kinds of groovy stuff. Don't worry, it's health concerns. This is a, This is a big setup. My supervisor was always the guy's like blacked out and and the voices vocoded
11: down. Oh
2: please, yeah. he doesn't want. Like he's a government informant against the mob. <laughs> he
16: doesn't want to be bullied even more.
11: Winning the argument, and it did not matter who she was hurting in the process.
16: He claims that while on the job, he was belittled, yelled at, and made the focus of gossip, all while watching his co-workers, who he says were less educated and less qualified, be treated better. When he reported what was happening...
11: My bosses basically look the other way
16: workplace bullying can take a number of forms from needlessly harsh criticism to being falsely accused of a mistake
0: what is needlessly harsh criticism my goodness I mean I've been a bully all my life apparently I would say I, I like directness like hey that really sucks is that needlessly harsh Do we have to sugarcoat everything because otherwise you're gonna cry we're not China
2: thank well no, in China we you know I remember uh I mean, I've been there to lecture people about how about journalistic practices in the United States compared to China. And in China, you can't really be critical because everything is safe face so you can't really say anything like this product stinks. Yeah. You can't
0: say that. It's impossible. Only if you're Steve Jobs and you're a genius are you allowed to say that. No, this, Steve this, Jobs is the exception to the rule. No, no, this, is is the, this is the hypocrisy of it all. This is well, the that, hypocrisy. Among other
2: things, I mean, Steve Ballmer shouts at people. Bill Gates is notorious for oh, going up to people. A-hole. Here's a couple of Gates ones. Gates would go up to people and people when Microsoft would buy a company they'd always he'd get these stories and he said gates would go up to people literally and look right at him and say do we pay you for yeah. working here yeah exactly and he, his other one was uh that's the stupidest idea i've ever heard
0: sure that's the yeah. opening of the show by the way thank you <laughs> that's perfect no but th- this is what it is i mean it, this and leaders in companies have to be this way sometimes. You know, you may not like it. Well, then- there's,
2: there's different styles of management. Yeah, yeah, and, the fa- and, and the thing is, is that if you're working for one of these guys and you don't like it, the, apparently at Apple, a lot of these people... L- and I, I think it's the case with a lot of technical people, especially coders. They like to be badgered because they won't do anything otherwise. Right. I mean, it's just, you have to treat them with disrespect or they won't, they won't. Some people need to be treated with disrespect or they won't perform. It's kind of like a, you know, a crazy sex relationship some people might have. And the fact is
0: it's <laughs> the second time you've saved yourself, but okay. Yeah, I even hear you do it on
2: Ted Coppel saying that. I
0: even hear you doing on Dvorak Horowitz. I hear you catching list. yourself.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that if you don't? Perform well under these circumstances, like this wimp here that is that's whining. Quit and get a different job, or 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 sh- do a showdown with the guy. I mean, you
0: or move to Europe or go to the EU or sit thing. in parliament. Even go this, to
2: China, there's a lot of
0: work in China. This is destroying this country. This this type of this, this attitude, you know, or work really hard, be really great, become the boss, and then go bully someone else and make you feel better.
16: That's what we do. Having your comments or opinions dismissed or not acknowledged and being held to different standards. Maybe they were
0: dumb comments.
16: Standards and policies and coworkers in similar positions. CMU's Dr. Denise Russo says stories of workplace bullying are common, but we've been slow to do anything about
15: it. There are very few labor laws that really interfere with what goes on inside the workplace in terms of how people are treated within a, a normal range. But I do think that, that doesn't uh, absent the organization from a moral responsibility to make it the workplace a place where people can behave cooperatively and effectively. Well, that's
0: true. Of course. You want, you want your workplace to be. Uh, it, it, and if it's not effective because of that, then a good leader has to step in and change that, obviously. That makes total sense.
16: Experts say if you think you're being bullied in the workplace, you need to take a stand. You should start by documenting the behavior, (laughs) then speak up to the harasser. And if that doesn't work, contact your HR department and or the harasser's boss.
0: This is where it really started. These damn HR departments. Yeah, I agree. This is where it all started. (laughs) Here's the
2: irony of this entire report. In my opinion, the irony. This is coming, this report is coming from a broadcasting organization.
0: The biggest bullying companies in the universe. Totally. You're always bullied, sexually harassed. It's, it's all about bullying. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's play the noodles, kid, so we can see what the next generation has learned from all this.
17: Well, like I described earlier, there are two fundamental classes that are just a plain fact in society. You either work for someone else or you work for yourself. And most people work for someone else in a way that they aren't free free. You don't really get to decide your work. For example, I work at Noodles, a restaurant, and basically it's a dictatorship there. Um, we're told Dictator. exactly what we're going to cook, how we're going to cook it, what time we're going to get there. And basically, if they don't like what they're doing, they try to tell us what to do. If we don't listen, they get rid of us. And so, we don't, we're don't. we not able to actually cooperate in a way that we make decisions together. I try to convince my, my fellow employees that we should have a union at Noodles, so <laughs> it's a source of power to to start with. And then I think in terms of the bigger picture, when you look at revolutions, the way that you actually get rid of any sort of dictatorship um, is by having workers take control of the place where they work. Would your plan, your vision for noodles, sure. would it include the owner? What capacity we, would he be granted? The owner, if the owner wanted to cooperate with us as an equal and provide his skills that he had, <laughs> we would definitely cooperate with him. We'd have to abdicate his position as being an owner and controller of us, and he would have to recognize that we, we, we run noodles together, and basically <laughs> if he doesn't want to cooperate with us, he's against us.
0: You don't own noodles together. <laughs> you don't. You don't this own guy's noodles. This communist. <laughs> well, that's what we're being taught here. Be yeah, communist.
2: Yeah, no, this is coming from the
0: schools. Hey, this communism thing, does that work out? Is that proven to be... I mean, if, it's, if it works out, I'm willing to try it, but I don't think it's been Hasn't very it successful. out so far? Hasn't been very successful.
2: This is coming from the schools. This is part of the self-esteem movement and all the other stuff that the kids are being taught, cooperative, you know, we're not here to... You know, it's not about winning... You, you, there's no competition. We shouldn't have competition. We should be cooperating on everything. It's just a a, a ridiculous perspective of it's a do nothing a, a do, concept yeah. to be honest about it. Yeah,
0: yeah it's because uh, cool. you
2: get nothing done. What is this kid talking about? He doesn't know how to no. know how to run a noodle company. Why don't you start one if he's so good? don't <laughs> Go get some VC money, jerk off. <laughs> the kid's an idiot. Uh, I mean, he's annoying. Whoa! It's like ridiculous. <laughs> I'd fire him if I heard this. You're out. Yeah, you're,
0: out. you're done. You're gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in uh, in Europe, you can't even fire people. You know, the, in Europe, the bullying is much worse. And then we'll get off this topic because you can't fire someone. You can't. You know, there has to be the only reason the only, in like in Holland, in the lowlands, you can only fire someone if, the, if you can prove the company is in uh, financial
2: distress. And in Germany, I think Americans realize these, these onerous European laws, which are helping bring down the EU. But in Germany, they have a period of time once a year, I believe. It may have changed. But last time I heard it, there was one period, like two weeks out of the year, you can fire the you Oh, can really? I, I'm not,
0: not familiar with this. That's yeah, called wait, happy hour. <laughs> happy hour is what we call that. Yeah,
2: here <laughs> it comes. Here's the two weeks. Okay. And then once you get past the two weeks, you're good to go. You're good for a year might not even be two weeks. It might be a couple of days. One of our German listeners will straighten this out.
0: So I was listening to that uh, Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged show you guys do. Yeah. It's uh, a great show. DHUnplugged.com. Yeah. Unfortunately, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. That's the sad thing. Uh, That's a problem. But it's still good. So let me tell you. uh, So the price of gold is uh, running its way. Oh, because
2: it's about gold.
0: Well, you guys talked about it. It's running back down to fifteen hundred. It may even go below that. But let me tell you what's happening. This is a. This is a. And this is just John against Adam because I totally. I'm holding. I'm long. But I'm not. Small, I don't yeah, have gold, gold bug, as gold an. I don't. I don't have gold as an investment to go sell later on when all of everything falls down and we have the new world currency. Then I'll go exchange my gold for it and my gold will be worth 5000 dollars old money. What's happening now is the banks are so freaked out. They are liquidating everything. So everyone is selling gold because they need money. Because the mon- there's just no money. It's over. And then once this is done, you watch the price run up like crazy. I was looking at, uh, for the Lowlands listeners, ABN Amro, um, th- the Greek government, or actually the Greek uh, transportation companies, Owe them about 1.2 billion euros, which they're never going to get. IMF has already given ABN AMRO 180 million euros. So the IMF went to didn't go even go into the Greek bank. They just gave it to ABN AMRO. And where did that IMF money come from? Hello, stupid slaves from your taxes. We're just paying off bankers now directly, not even going to the, to the Greek central bank. So there was that. And then uh, you asked a very good question uh, about this whole MF global thing, which, by the way, uh, is being completely censored in the media. This is John Corzine, former Goldman Sachs CEO who left Goldman Sachs with four hundred million dollars in cash, uh, who subsequently subsequently became a bundler for President Obama. Um, In fact, let's uh, go back uh, when John Corzine was running for governor of New Jersey. I think that must have been 2009, 2010 maybe, 2009. Uh, Here is... Consult the book of knowledge. Why don't you do that? Here is President Obama talking about John Corzine, the man who, uh, as CEO of MF Global, is directly responsible for over a billion dollars of his client's money gone missing.
2: And just missing and and, and and my question is why is this man smiling have you seen him <laughs> well because he's always got a shitty grin does, on his face he doesn't face. Even give
0: a crap because he's not going to go to they're not, even C-SPAN is pulling this off C-SPAN is interrupting their programming it's on C-SPAN 3 which most people don't have the hearing it's a it's a it's a senate hearing and they're just, they're just like, oh, we're going to go to something else now. Something else, you know, I don't know, something much more important. So here's President Obama uh, endorsing John Corzine for governor.
11: past four years, you've had an honorable man at the helm in this state. Honorable. During one of the most difficult periods in its history. Woo! Woo!
0: Now listen how crazy Obama gets about this guy, because he is the head of the Goldman Sachs empire. He is, he is the money man. He's, he's, he, is, he is the actual guy whose ass Obama has to lick.
11: You've had a leader who's put the interests of hardworking New Jersey families ahead of the special huh. He was one of the best colleagues I had oh. in the Senate, but he's also one of the best partners I have in the White House. Oh, you mean the thief is a good partner. Great. We work together. We work together. To steal. When, when we were putting together the recovery act we worked together to figure out how can we put people back to work as quickly as possible and steal one of the things you've got in John Corzine is somebody who tells it to you straight and steal. your voice listen we'll to this that John Corzine listen for more years he's as governor of he, New Jersey he's and freaking. he and I will partner listen. with you to make sure that every child gets a good education Everybody has health care. Listen, his voice is cracking, he's out of control. Everybody has a job that pays a living (laughs) wage. That's what we're fighting for. I need you to work, so I'm gonna ask you, Camden, are you fired up? Ready to go? Fired up? Ready to go? Fired up? Ready to go? Let's get to work. Thank you, everybody, God bless. He's totally
3: freaking out. (laughs) <laughs> I need you to do this because he's
8: my overlord. I need you to do this. Wow! I need you to do this.
0: So that's John Corzine, very important man to the president. Now, John, could you just briefly explain what is the controversy here with MF Global? What is the problem?
2: Well, the problem is the major is the it's the biggest the biggest or not blunder, but the most criminal thing you can do when you're running any of these investment companies. You have. Your working funds and you have customer funds, and the customer funds. So, in other words, so if you're like, for example, Lehman Brothers, and you go out of business, your customer funds sit there and they get re- given back to the customers because they're investing using you as just in a vehicle, and so you take their money and invest it in some companies, and and they now own that stock. Sometimes you have the street ownership or whatever, but the but the thing is that you have. Your money, safe, and the company goes broke, you get your money back. You you cannot, by law, under any circumstances, and by the way, where's Sarbanes-Oxley and all this? Yeah,
0: stay with me. That's what I'm going to answer for you. Stay with me.
2: So uh, you cannot start mixing or intermingling customer money with your personal, you know, your corporate money that you're investing or the profits or whatever you're doing. It's not one big pot of money. It's like you have customer money that if something bad happens to the company, the customers get their money back, and you're broke.
0: Now, it can can be held uh, in collateral, for instance. You you may not be able to get it back immediately if you're a customer, but the money is going to be there, and you can see it, and you know where it is, right?
2: You should be able to get it back immediately, but... Okay, you have you have to be able to get it back. You cannot; it cannot disappear. Okay, well, this billion dollars of customer <laughs> money disappeared, taking away. It's just an amazing. I mean, it's a, it's astonishing that this happened. So here, and a lot is, of people think this is bigger than lame. Oh, yeah. So here is
0: uh, Senator Stabenow, who's a Democrat. I like her a lot, and she's running the whole show. And she has a very simple question, edited for your convenience.
15: I mean, how do you, how do you answer that? Where is the money? from funds that were supposed to be kept, separate customer money. Mr. Campus CFO, where's the money? Senator, unfortunately I do not know where the, the money is. Well, Mr. Corzine, where's the money? Senator,
5: um, enormous numbers of transactions were taking place in those very final days. I tried to put that in my statement, about uh, the 38,000 customers, the many countries, uh, and those need to be parsed through uh, to uh, arrive at an answer.
15: Avalo, for you as well, where is the money? We're looking at the top three people of the company who are responsible for the overall internal controls of, of this company, and so, Mr. Avalo? Yeah. Where's the money? Senator, as I said in my statement, I, I do not know where
0: the money is. <laughs> so he's the top three guys in the company. I, I don't know where the money is. I, I mean, it's like you got caught with, where are the cookies in the cookie jar? I don't know where they went. And you're right. And Corzine is just smiling. He's all like contrite. There's the CFO. There's the CEO, the COO. I don't know where the money is. There's so many transactions. Well,
5: let's talk about those transactions. Listen to
0: Corzine waffle.
5: Senator, as I said in my opening remarks uh i never directed uh anyone at mf global to misuse uh customer funds
0: now that is a very shaky statement and uh, words matter in this case i never directed anyone to misuse funds well you could have told them to steal the funds
5: and then you wouldn't be lying technically under oaths i never intended to never intended to but i might have done it uh, and as far as I'm concerned, and never gave instructions that anybody could misconstrue. As far as, I'm
2: concerned, as far as I'm concerned. I
0: never gave instructions that anyone could misconstrue. So in well, other words, which means
5: he could have given
2: him instructions to steal the money. Yes. Now you ask very correctly, what about
0: Sarbane's Oxley? Isn't that supposed to these tough regulations that were that came in which essentially ruined the uh, the IPO market for years is now finally coming around? Uh, but really ruined uh, a lot of the financial sector uh, covertly, I'd almost say. So, what about these Sarbanes Oxley? By the way, John Corzine, co author of Sarbanes Oxley. Did you know that? Mm, you got me. Co author. He wrote the rules.
15: If you write the rules, maybe you know how to get around them. Uh, first, Mr. Corzine and Mr. Steenkamp, um, on May 20th, 2011. You both signed certificates required by sarbanes Oxy legislation assuring that MF Global's internal controls were over financial reporting were accurate. And I have copies of that. And I'm wondering, given what you know today and the $1.2 billion potentially in customer funds that are missing, would you sign this document again, Mr. Corzine?
0: So, very interesting here. Apparently, Sarbanes-Oxley, all it requires is if you just say, yeah, it looks good. I mean, that's what it is. He, he, all they have to do is sign a statement that says, yeah, no, everything looks good. You know, The controls look good. I, I, guess, uh, I guess we're all good to go. Is that all it requires? Is that what the big hoopla was about? Or is that how you get to interpret the law if you're the co-author
5: of it? Thief. Thief. Now, listen to his answer. Senator... Um given what we know today you wouldn't sign that document because you would not have had the assurances of uh... the people the systems uh... the procedures verified by all of those that were responsible for uh... internal confirmation uh... that the data was accurate and clearly um, as has been repeated there is certainly some amount uh 1.2 or 600 million different numbers ah. of um uh of dollars that are unreconciled with regard to segregation accounts
0: the guy is is a thief
2: well somebody's a thief there's a billion dollars missing but and they, this doesn't go missing
0: but it doesn't seem like anyone really cares no one, I mean, so this could easily happen to your 401k account. It could happen anyway. And I think it's going to. I think this is, this may be happening all over the place. You know, if if if, if uh, sovereign nations are not afraid to dip into your pensions, why wouldn't the banks say, oh, look, look, there's a billion dollars over there. What is that bill we have to pay? A billion dollars. Oh, and I just use that for a little while. Don't worry, I'll put it back. No one will know.
2: Yeah, that's the thinking. Ah. <sighs> That's why you're not supposed to mix these funds because that temptation is too, you know. It's, you get, you know, you'll be you want to balance your books a little bit. Let's take some of the customer money, even though it's there, somebody else's money, and I'm borrowing it from them without asking. And I'm going to use. Oh, I lost it. Oh, now what am I going to do? Well, let me just borrow some more of that customer money. Who's going to know? Because I can't make the same mistake twice. Never going to happen. I'm too good at this because I'm an expert. Let's take a bunch of money. We'll double it. Let's put in some crazy. Oh, no, we lost us more money. <laughs> I mean, there's no money left by he's, the time because these guys are obviously boneheads. He's not just an expert. He's the
0: president's bestest buddy. So he's got nothing to worry about. Nothing's going to happen. Well, I hope you burn in hell, Corzine. Well, it's, it's really. No, seriously. He's
2: part of Sarbanes Oxide. I, I, I hate him even more. Yeah, he co
0: authored it. And if you call, you know, he knows all the. That's why he's so contrite and so. E- he- he- he, I don't. I have nothing nothing to hide, nothing to worry about. I don't know where the money is. I don't know. And, you know, it's, it's a complicated business. Oh, ah. Yeah, it's just unbelievable to me. Just really.
2: Ugh. Well, let's get this straight. He's an alleged thief. No, no. no. So. No, okay, well. Wait, like anyone
0: is listening to this is going to see me. <laughs> I'm just saying, like anyone in the world, well, <clears throat> hearing, will hey, <laughs> hearing will come to order. What is Curry
2: saying? Hearing will come to order. We get the
0: billion dollars out of him. <laughs> come on, come and get it, bitches.
2: So the uh, he's got gold back. Yeah, right. It's abhorrent, I tell you. So. uh... We have, uh, we're staying on the EU's topic of conversation. Yeah, good idea. I
0: have a Farage clip, by the way. There's
2: another. Well, I have a short piece of a Farage clip, but you probably have the long one. But I was watching, uh, CCTV, whatever it is, this Chinese news network. Um, uh, this is one of my, I watched this one. I said, oh, Chinese news. Ooh. So the Chi- here's the Chinese rundown <laughs> of the EU troubles, kind of in a nutshell package by the Chinese. <laughs> and, uh, and then there's a kind of a – Farage comes out talking about being in the lifeboat, and then the Chinese news anchor finishes the clip by blowing up the metaphor into not a lifeboat but an iceberg or something. It's just it's right. kind of funny at the end. Right. But the, but the whole uh, clip is kind of a an interesting summary from a Chinese – Perspective.
10: On Friday, British Prime Minister David Cameron left his country alone in the 27-nation European Union. At a summit in Brussels to try and stop the Eurozone debt crisis, he vetoed plans for a fiscal treaty which would impose closer control over national government budgets. The plan is going ahead regardless. European Council President Herman Van Rompuy says the pact to enforce greater fiscal... De- this guy's uh, Chinese accent is incredible. ...discipline will be finalized in March.
8: Following consultations with national parliaments, Mm. we should know the number of participating states. I'm optimistic because I know that it's going to be very close to 27. In fact, 26 (laughs) leaders (laughs) indicated their interest in these efforts. They recognize the euro is a common good.
10: On Monday, David Cameron defended his decision. Britain's anti-European UKIP party has a seat in the European Parliament, and its outspoken leader, Nigel Farage, went a step further. Well, you've
0: decided to head off on the Titanic towards economic and democratic disaster, and we're now in a lifeboat.
10: The new fiscal pact will be extremely demanding for some countries. It'll require national budgets to be balanced, with annual deficits limited to 0.5% of GDP. It's hoped the first draft of the new fiscal treaty could be ready by next week. The European Union aims to have it in place by June. Yeah. Well, it makes you wonder whether Europe's the Titanic and Britain the iceberg, or the other way around.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that that's the the essence of the of the Nigel Farage clip. That's the essence of it. It's kind of funny because he gets a blue card, blue card, blue card from, you know, in those A-hole. card? That means you can, uh, intervene, uh, and ask a question and then, uh, but all these like Schultz, and all, they're like they're laughing like maniacs, like hyenas. I know. I,
2: I, every time I watch the uh, European Union, whatever is what is that? The what is that parliament body that he's in? Euro, is that the Euro parliament, parliament or yeah. the, whatever the tower, whatever of it is. Yeah. It's like they 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 have the camera on Farage moaning about something, and then they show all these other guys, his stooges from all these other countries, laughing. Yeah. Oh, ho, ho, the guy's an idiot.
0: Yeah. Yeah <laughs> Like it's so, And even uh, When uh, the, the The chairman Whatever his name Is the white haired guy Ron Paul No 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 Who oh, I forget the guy's name When he, when he calls on Nigel Farage is always like it's time time for the time joke for of the, the day clown. yeah that's right bring him on everyone everyone's sitting down because we're going to have a little joke <laughs> Get here sure your recorders ready yeah this will be on this will be on youtube you know it will it's great here we go make sure your makeup's ready so um, uh, there was another uh, The
4: distraction of the week hey, on oh, no what no
0: The news everybody's talking about the National Transportation Safety Board's recommendations. You can't use cell phones in your cars. It's crazy You can't even use Bluetooth. I'm like, my goodness, where is this coming from? Well, there must be. I think this is completely um, a commercial for uh, Ford and their Sync product because that's uh, that's the one that's highlighted the most. OnStar, of course, is the bigger company. Uh, that has uh, everything integrated because what they're saying and actually, you know, unlike uh, those people that uh, what are they called? Oh, yeah. Journalists. Uh, I actually went to the recommendations to look it up. And so if you saw any of this hoopla going on here is the actual language, which says nothing about Bluetooth or anything like that. They made all that up. To the CTIA, the Wireless Association and Consumer Electronics Association, the NTSB recommends, encourage the development of technology features that disable the functions of portable electronic devices within reach of the driver when a vehicle is in motion. These technology features should include the ability to permit emergency use of the device while the vehicle is in motion and have the capability of, and this is key, identifying occupant seating position as not to interfere with the use of device by passengers. Now, this doesn't say at all that you can't use your bluetooth but immediately the reports were well you know uh, you have to get an in-car device and uh, on the speaker phone you can't use your bluetooth and it's a, and and by the way we kind of want you to be connected so you know, we can talk to you and if there's an accident it'll be really good because we can track you this is in my, as far as i'm concerned uh, watch Ford's product line and I see Ford advertising on all of the news stations with their sync product and they do entire packages about how important Ford's sync is so this got really played up I haven't um been able to trace uh how this little line got to you can't use bluetooth headpieces because that's the report on anyone luckily the absurdity of it all was put into context by uh uh, presidential candidate, Congressman Ron Paul.
1: Federal government have a role in recommending uh, when you can use your cell phone while driving. No no way i looked in article one section eight they don't even say anything about telephones there uh, so so no they, they shouldn't be doing that that is really nitpicking away and uh if, if some state decides that you shouldn't do it uh they certainly have the authority to do that but uh, what if i came up with a statistic and i could prove that uh eating in a car causes more accidents than using your cell phone uh it's on and on reckless driving people who cause accidents they're liable and responsible and should be punished for this, but this idea that uh, the federal government is going to write a rule about when we're going to use cell phones, and then uh, force them maybe to buy a certain type of cell phone uh-huh. it's already in your car, that's more government than we need, and one of the reasons why we're in such a mess. Ron, Ron Paul nails it. The government's going yeah, to force you to buy OnStar, and it Heaven a,
2: forbid yeah. that Ron Paul got to be the president. And of course, we saw this last week, It's one of our uh, producers sent us a, a note showing the double now they're double teaming him on the fox network
0: <laughs> which normally
2: is kind of odd but
0: in this case it's not okay well i have uh, two short clips because now the uh, now they've changed direction so now that the news media which is, is so obvious uh first of all democrats run fox you'll see that in a second you hear that in a second um They don't know what to do with Ron Paul because he's going to win Iowa. He's going to win Iowa because he has an army. He's got. Oh, yeah. There's always
2: some other reason.
0: Yeah. It's not because people like his ideas, but, you know, his supporters are so fanatical. Uh, So now the meme is He will win Iowa, but it means nothing That's the meme (laughs) I love it So here's uh, Rachel Madcow first Not
14: going to win Iowa Right now, the polls say that the guy who's going to win instead Is not Mitt Romney, it's old Dr. Paul
0: Aegis old Dr. Paul Aegis bitch
14: Which is amazing, right? I mean, that would change everything Why
0: don't we say, I didn't say uh, lesbian Rachel Maddow I didn't say that, why do we have to say old Dr. Paul? I dislike that
14: It is not Mitt Romney, it's old Dr. Paul which is amazing, right? I mean, that would change is it. That, that, by the way,
2: this woman, you know, being the big liberal that she is and the politically, you know, politically correct type person, to say that is absolutely disgusting. The woman should be ashamed of herself. Exactly. And uh, as I said, I didn't say here's the
0: lesbian Rachel Maddow. There's no reason to do that. Here's Rachel Madd. I said mad cow. I made fun of her name, but that's good. But yeah, to say the old Dr. Paul, it's it's ageist and it's wrong, and it has no place in a news organization. Oh, I'm sorry, it's MSNBC. It
14: is not Mitt Romney, it's old Dr. Paul. Which is amazing, right? I mean, that would change everything in Republican politics. That would change everything in the 2012 race this year. If Ron Paul won Iowa, right? That would change everything, wouldn't it? No. No, it wouldn't. Remember which Republican won Iowa in 2008? That was this guy, self-help weight loss guru, Fox News personality, and the guy who was hosting the latest anti-abortion jubilee for the Republican candidates in Iowa tonight, Mike Huckabee.
0: So uh, her her take on the angle on the uh, the marching orders and talking points she's been given from her uber lords is discredit the guy by showing that no one who ever won Iowa has ever won the president of the... ...has ever become president. That's, uh, that is now what she's saying, and all the other news networks are doing it as well. Fox, run by Democrats, did it a little differently with Chris Wallace, a respected
1: journalist. Three weeks, and if we've seen one thing in this campaign so far, it is so fluid. There is not you know, rock-solid support for, everybody, for anybody except perhaps Ron Paul, who does get his 15 if to 20 percent. If Ron 20%. Paul wins
7: here, what then?
12: Well...
1: The Ron Paul people are not going to like my saying this, but to a certain degree, it will discredit the Iowa caucuses because
0: <laughs> <laughs> then, the, then it's just no good. If he wins, then it just discredits. It, it
1: was
2: no see, it's, it's-, <laughs> it's unbelievable
0: <laughs> Then the caucus is just no good. It just sucks. <laughs>
2: uh, well, as one of our producers sent us, they noticed that Sean Hannity teamed up with Bill Bennett on his show to trash Ron Paul, but he had to have two now, and then also O'Reilly teamed up with that what that consult Dick Morris to trash Ron Paul in much the same way, and it's just like they're they're they are totally freaked out about this guy because they have no control over it because this is not and he's not part of this system he's not part of the mechanism they, exactly they have no control over him the whoever it is that's that's calling the shots at MSNBC and Fox disgusting. You know, the funny thing is, is I also listen to the, the, the uh, radio talkers and and the guy who is completely <laughs> They're
0: called disc and, jockeys, radio talkers. Is it, you <laughs> mean disc jockeys? Well, they should be disc
2: jockeys. <laughs> so, the, so you know, we already know that uh, Rush Limbaugh hates Ron Paul, but he does it in kind of his kind way of eh, he hasn't got a chance. He doesn't get on his case too much. But the guy who does is this the world, the great one that, uh, that Hannity calls him. He calls himself the great one. Mark Levin.
14: That's uh, what he sounds
2: like. He screams all the time. Mark Levin, the great guy. And so Mark Levin goes on. Ron Paul's an idiot. He says, what's his, I disagree. His foreign policy he goes on and on and on about this. And then he, he spends a good segment. I had to actually turn it off and go to NPR because I couldn't take it. He's going on and on about how great the Patriot Act is. Uh, <laughs> it's great. It's the greatest thing ever. And somebody would call in and say the Patriot Act is a piece of shit. <laughs> and, and he
15: said, Why? What? what's specifically about it?
2: And he badger them. Or bully in the sense of the, uh, the meme. Anyway, these guys are running scared. Yeah. But I hope the public, actually, Buzzkill Jr. Are you eating? No. Huh. Buzzkill Jr.
0: Uh, <laughs> no, as he puts down his fork.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, okay.
2: Buzzkill Jr. is getting, uh, and I think other people are doing this, uh, getting their friends to register as Republicans yes. in California yes. and vote for Ron Paul.
0: Yeah, just to, you know, he's he's a, he's a, he's a f- fanatic. Buzz you. He's part of the
2: army. He, he's, a, he's a kook. <laughs> he's
0: a kook. He's a the kook. Send him to the FEMA camp. Got rid so of, Ron get rid of Paul
2: him. Is going to just I don't know. I mean, this is getting to be funnier by the minute. But to watch these people panic freak over out. the guy yeah, freak and nobody out. even gives him any credit for anything is. I find that all of his uh, ideas are very refreshing.
0: Yes, <laughs> I saw Andrew Sullivan, who's uh, yeah Sullivan came out for him, and he said, you know, well." I disagree with all his kooky ideas, but he's still the
2: best. My kooky one. ideas, yeah.
0: I know, uh, ending the Fed, which by the way, he has not said end the Fed. He said, "You know, we have to audit them, we have to rein in, the, uh, we have to have oversight." He said, "You can't just even Ron Paul is not he's not stupid." He said, "You can't just remove them." But this is this is people just say he's kooky. Just kooky. And old. And old. Old Old, old Paul. Dr. Paul. He's just kooky. Old Dr. Paul. Old Dr. Paul. Um, so this was a very interesting little tidbit that came. This is, uh, it's time for a little bit of uh... The
8: science is in! Science!
0: So you were the first one that alerted the No Agenda family to uh, what you call the Berkeley Hummer. Let's take a listen to uh, one of your clips from uh, back then. This, of course, is taken from the show notes at nashownotes.com.
1: And here we go. Among many other things, she joined the Times from the Wall Street Journal in 1997. Jill Abramson, congratulations and welcome. Thank you so much, Jim first just on on the personal level what does it mean to you to become the executive editor of the New York Times
16: it means the world to me Uh, I grew up (laughs) uh, here in Manhattan and uh, the New York Times was worshipped in my family and what the Times said was true was the truth and so uh, I became an avid reader of the paper as a young school kid. And-
0: so this actually makes my penis invert when I hear that. <laughs> uh, so you well,
2: called it? Um, I'm,
0: I mean, I'm, I'm not uh, sure.
2: Mm, so this has why. a this
0: has a technical term. It's called vocal fry.
2: Yeah, I ran into this article too. I was to go because people sent it in saying, "Hey, there is such a thing as a technical hummer." Yeah, <laughs> vocal fry
0: or Glottalization is a low staccato vibration during speech produced by a low fluttering of the vocal cords. Yeah. And it says, listen here. Click on the link for listen here.
17: Vocal fry is the lowest of the voice registers. If you let your voice slide down the scale to the lowest pitches, you can hear the creak. It sounds like this.
11: Ah.
0: Ha. <laughs> <laughs> Since the 1960s, vocal fry has been recognized as the lowest of the three vocal registers, which also includes falsetto and modal and the usual speaking register. Speakers creak differently according to their gender, although whether it is more common males or females varies among languages. In American English, anecdotal reports suggest that the behavior is much more common in women. Duh. Historically, continued use of vocal fry was classified as part of a voice disorder that was believed to lead to vocal cord damage. However, in recent years, researchers have noted occasional use of the creak in speakers with normal voice quality. It turns out it is a part of being uh, part of a group. Researchers plan to test students in high schools and middle schools to learn why young, you. why, well, listen, why young men, women creak when they speak. Quote, young students tend to use it when they get together. Maybe this is a social link between members of a group. It's like dolphins, John. It's like, you know, they... they yeah, yeah. So if you want to be a member of the of the group, you got to talk like that. And you have to go down into your vocal fry. Otherwise, you're not part of... So if you want to be successful in journalism, if you talk to anyone, you have to get a little more into the low or register. Yeah, this is like,
2: uh, the, uh, the, the you know, the, the kind of the stereotypical gay banter, you know, that, that voice... That you hear that you say, so oh, this guy's gay because he's Because you
5: know,
2: he hangs out with, you know, a lot of people. Girlfriend, that talk that,
0: but, I don't think so, honey. Like that.
2: Well, it's more exaggerated if you wanted to have fun with it. So, well, I was trying to be true to what it is. Yeah, well, the, the, the things mill use will create. just you know, like the bird studies that were done in in the Berkeley area. Matt, uh, interestingly enough, they, they studied a bunch of sparrows. For years. And they found that sparrows, even though they just sound like they're chirping all the time, they actually have a distinctive chirp based on the milieu of the bird. Mm. And so if you take a bird from like somewhere in the North Bay and you bring him into Berkeley and throw him in with Berkeley sparrows, they roust him because he doesn't have the chirp pattern they're looking for. Well, and I'm this w- again, a milieu theory where you have, you know, people within a group. That, it's like when I was working for the uh, air pollution district and hanging out with a bunch of cops, I was picking up body, cop body language, and, mm-hmm. and where I was being. Sp- perceived as a policeman mm-hmm. which was amusing when you went to a bar but anyway the uh, this berkeley sound i want to credit my wife for spotting it because she spotted it about oh, that's, 15, right. Yeah, that's right yes right 15 years it. ago yeah, and i wrote a column in the examiner yeah. about it called the berkeley hummer <laughs> and uh which didn't get any play at all of <laughs> Do we,
0: is that article still available somewhere
2: well, the Examiner was bought by the Chronicle, and I don't know. Examiner, I probably have a copy somewhere. I, article, I should probably find it and
0: reprint. Berkeley Hummer, John C.
2: Devore. You know what I'm I, doing
3: here. I'll
2: have to um, find it on this computer and then reprint it on the blog. But it's an old, old column, and I've always used it because every time I hear a Berkeley Hummer, I go, "Oh my God, another one." I see a but lot I, until of, I read this article, I didn't realize that it was a, a you know a worldwide phenomenon.
3: Hmm.
2: It's like Valley Girl talk. That's another one where you have that totally, fun.
0: totally, totally, totally. It's cool. I uh, interviewed a guy for the big book show. He did the um, uh, the Holiday Book of Awesome, and we had this interesting conversation. About the, the word "awesome," he says, "Yeah, you know, everyone uses the word awesome for everything. It's, it's not awesome. Nothing is awesome." But his whole book is about how uh, finding that first bottle of eggnog in the supermarket shelf—that's awesome. You know, so he kind of takes it the other direction. But that's another one of those words. You know, another one of those themes. Like, it's awesome. awesome. It's so awesome. It's and, and I gotta watch it because you know Mickey sometimes says that, and I'm like, really? How awesome is it? <laughs> like. To, Exit, backslash, no agenda mode, stop. Do not do that. Bad for sex life, do not bad do this. Bad for robot, bad B- for robot. <laughs> Very bad for robot. Uh, but what's disconcerting, because there may be more to this, and we have to keep our eye on it, uh, they've done some research. Apparently, popular music stations feature creaky announcers where Vocal Fry does not appear on national public radio. So it may be some kind of thing uh, that appeals, uh, you know, deep in the DNA of young people. So I think you should. St- I'll I'll start talking to my daughter. I'll say, hey, uh, how you doing? Uh, and see if she listens better. She, <laughs> and you should try it with JC and Jay. You should like, hey, uh, maybe you should clean up your room. Uh, yeah, you can't even do it. Uh, uh, I can do it. And by the way, Obama. But if you close Obama your mouth, does it. When
2: you do it, you get the humming sound that, you're, that's, that I think is better. But Obama so of, uh, Listen you to get, me. Mm-hmm.
0: Who does this? President Obama does this all the time. He's a little hummer.
2: It could be if he's a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what he's been. I've heard that. Yeah, that's what she said.
3: I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. No agenda. Hoodie, honey, ho! in
2: the morning. Curiously, uh, we got a lot of people who joined us in this uh, effort uh, this week, newbies and oh, really? starting off with a few of them. I think they're newbies. Looks like newbies. That's nice. it says newbies so let's see who we have uh, for our helpers fairfax virginia ryan Couture. <laughs> like santa's
0: helpers what is that our uh,
2: helpers our helpers they're Supporters. helping us are supporting they're the show us pay the bills yeah. ryan couture helpers. i wonder if he's related to paul, <laughs> <happened> to paul? <laughs> yeah, I know paul. in the morning long time listener second time donor. oh he's the second time how come he came up in green it's been over a year since oh well that's probably the reason it's over a year since my first donation so i figured it was time to be a donor not a boner and contribute, I'd be listening to the show as I begin my housing search in Gitmo Nation Big Sky, which means he must be in Montana. And I can use a little karma that the search relocation, the new job goes smoothly. My initial search turned up a house with the address 3333, and I took it as a sign and maybe one of the that the price is right. <laughs> All I right. Yeah.
4: You've got karma. Perfect. And
2: he gave us $124.07. Yeah, Tom's most, Hold
0: on, hold on. That's the most uninteresting number
2: ever. Oh, one two four zero seven is the most uninteresting number ever. I forgot. Did you
0: set up that donation link and the most uninteresting donation no, ever? I'll
2: do it. I'm going to do it with the three six five thing. I'll put it up this week, probably tomorrow. All right. Tom Sheck, uh, Lombo, Ohio. One 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 one. Long time listener, addicted to the, after the first show. First time donor. It was the first time that my birthday and the no agenda show coincides December 15th. I decided to send out a donation to get some karma and a birthday call out. I've been trying to think of something clever to say, but my clever circus seems to be burned out. Well, I do have something you should think about. Jesus was pretty much ignored by the powers that be until he went after the money changers, a.k.a. the bankers in the synagogues, synagogues, which got him crucified. The biblical version of Tudor they had. Uh, interesting. Uh, I mm-hmm. By the way, I read this the other day and I used this. I was at a couple of Christmas parties yesterday. I used this line about Jesus going after the bankers. Mm-hmm. Huge laughs. Oh. It gets laughs. It's a good really? line. It gets laughs? Yeah. So Tom Shank should should uh, gets laughs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, here's... <laughs>
0: oh, oh, sorry. Karma is what he wanted.
4: You've got karma.
0: Uh, I'll I'll yeah. remember to use that at the cocktail party tonight hey try it hey you know, after Jesus went after the bankers they they nailed his ass to a cross <laughs> <laughs>
2: well your delivery could do some work anonymous in Middlesboro Cleveland anonymous police from Gitmo Nation three legs many thanks for the show we love you both love you too I guess he's got a mouse in his pocket he's hundred and for a hundred love you me dr Neninger's natural what is that can you stretch yours? No, I can't. Uh, he's, no.
0: he's donated before.
2: Yeah. Uh, In Port Jefferson, New York. Come uh, on. Uh, what, is, what
0: is that, uh, Buskill Jr.? I want to make sure we get it right for him.
2: Well, while you're getting that from him, I'll tell you. It says, Steve's donating $75 to tell John he was totally wrong and that last week's passion play ranked among the greatest of all time.
0: <laughs> that was our Curry Dvorak consultancy? Oh, cool. Yeah. I like that. Well, thank you. Um, See when I do something, uh, money comes yeah, rolling got one in, baby. Guy to
2: come in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. work, yeah. Maybe I'm easily pleased. Hmm. But Adam's mastery of the <laughs> slide projector proved endless amusement. I agree completely with the both of you regarding the legal enforcement of political correctness, beginning with bullying, but never ending. Do either of you feel as I do that we need to enforce the current laws that we have, even in schools? That means if a 17 year old punches a 16 year old in the nose or looking at his girlfriend, that he gets arrested for assault. I just think it would be a consistent stand. I, I don't think that either of you believe it, in a Lord of the Flies school. <laughs> what? I digress. You can't assault and battery. The,
0: there's uh, laws That's against that. That's what
2: he's saying, yeah. Yeah, so of course we agree that that. So we get Dr. Neninger's uh, natural. Uh, no, Buzzkill is, is too busy practicing his humming. He fell asleep. Uh, he's in front of the mirror.
0: Maybe I can uh, do this and it won't look so obvious, uh, Dr. Nettinger.
2: So, okay. Uh, my spreadsheet has just gone crazy. Okay, here we go. Ray Jacobson in Ashland, Virginia, 74 95 This is my refund from my canceled Glenn Beck subscription. <laughs> Very it took good. Three calls to customer service to get this back. They automatically renewed me even though I turned off auto-renew. Huh? Huh? Uh-huh. To but, but, all No Agenda but, but, listeners who are Glenn Beck subscribers, you've got the Glenn Beck message. Buy gold store food. Obama sucks and prepare for the end times. Check. <laughs> got it. How many times <laughs> you need to hear that? Okay, now cancel your, your Glenn Beck subscriptions and support relevant stories you won't hear anywhere. But on the No Agenda show, the best podcast in the universe. If you got some karma, I could use some while I've reforged my skill set in a new direction. Birthday shout-out to his niece. Yeah, absolutely. Here's your karma. Very funny.
4: You've got...
0: Hey, at least I don't have gold commercials, okay? I have an opinion.
2: <laughs> yeah, we don't have commercials. I, don't
0: have, I can't tell you where to buy it, okay?
2: <laughs> and by the way, if you got some money left in your PayPal accounts out there, you know, you, the year's ending up is a good time to cancel the account and just empty the account in the favor. Well, don't of the cancel account. it. Just empty it out. Oh, yeah, yeah. just empty it just out. Empty Keep it, out. it empty. It shouldn't be anything in it. Sir Michael Miller and Tiburon believe $67 is the going rate for karma. I could use some for a massive work project he needs to complete. Oh, absolutely. And it's good for a week. Here you go. Good you karma. you got karma. Get to work. <laughs> Get to work, Michael. Stop complaining. Brian Rowley, Chantilly, Virginia, 55, double nickels on the dime. When it comes to karma, be careful what you ask for. I was executive producer for show 333 and asked for karma. Miss Mickey sent me what kind of karma did I want? Asked him what kind of karma he wanted. I'd really, I didn't care. Well, I got bad karma. What? The first clue should have been when Adam read my last name wrong for the credit, Rayleigh, instead of Roley. Oops. August 27th was my birthday and only one person (laughs) showed up for my birthday party because that was when Hurricane Irene hit land. So my friends rescheduled my birthday party for October 1st. And on September 29th, I lost my wallet. <laughs> oh, no. And I couldn't get into most of the places that we plan on going to. So I had to bail out early that night to top it off. The next day, I got assaulted in a movie show. And to this day, I don't know Why? So bad, bad karma can last longer than good karma. Asking for some good karma for today, December fifteenth. I have the opportunity to get some extra money today. So if I do, I'll donate some more soon.
0: I feel Sorry, really bad. Did I did I harshest karma with? Uh, I see, it went to the wrong guy, is what I uh, think. I don't, exactly. I think it went to, to it went to Brian Rayleigh. All right. So let's give this karma to Brian Raleigh then.
4: There we go. Hey, Raleigh? you've got. So. Karma. You say it because I don't oh, know. Brian
2: Rowley, you got karma. Brian Roly There you go. You got karma. Christian Sorry.
4: Wallenberg,
2: Malmo, Sweden. Hey, dudes. <laughs> hey. I got my tax return, and no agenda needs its share. Double nickels on the dime. Nice. I'd like to congratulate my girlfriend, Caro, on her 29th birthday. We're going to put. Listen, she's spending Christmas in South America. Hmm. She karma.
0: Okay. She got
2: a little karma coming.
4: You've got karma.
2: Also, Chris, Chris, Christina Norman in um, Edmonton, Alberta, double nickels on the time, is a Canadian girl who recently moved to Los Angeles for a job. My karma from the last donation really helped. Not only has my job gone well, but I found nice and cheap place to live, and my dog recovered from a life-threatening pancreatitis. Uh, can I get a double shot? Uh, I guess she wants, what would be the double shot? Karma and, de- she doesn't need a dedouching. No, she gets, uh, well, she gets, uh-huh. oh, here's what she gets. Here.
4: No that's one mother i would like those you've got karma
2: that's the adam version of a double shot David Lax, Laxo from Morgan Hill, fifty dollars, uh, fifty double nickels on a dime. I'm sorry, Kent O'Rourke in Frostburg, Maryland, fifty-five ten. I've been a long time listener, but I've not been a douche, but I've been a douche bag for not donating. We'll make an effort to donate regularly to the greatest podcast in the universe. Once again, thanks, Mr. Curry and Mr. Devark for your service to the world. I think we should deduce him just to, for good measure. You've been the safe side. Yeah. Always Don good. Matthews, Rock Hill, South Carolina, fifty-four dollars. Ho ho ho, mofo's! <laughs> I always listen while I'm writing code. Really? <laughs> I bet that's some great, great apps you're writing. I don't know if you know <laughs> if that's a good idea. So he was going to share some of his earnings from his Android app, the Car Home Ultra. Hmm. Check it out. One eight three Graphic Designs, Waynesville, North Carolina, fifty dollars. Charles Peden in Greenville, North Carolina. Uh, He's actually in Belvoir. Belvoir. I've, li- I've listened for three for free long enough. If not, David got deduced in episode three six one. I guess it's my turn for in a dose of karma.
13: You've been deduced.
4: You've got karma.
2: Sir Chris Lewinsky in Sherwood Park, Alberta, fifty. It's Jason Burke in Richmond, Texas, fifty. Mike Bateman in Minneapolis is a douche. Uh, this being my third donation. Since discovering the greatest greatest podcast in the universe a couple years ago, so here's a donation to buy both of my sisters some karma as they both are currently going through divorces from two actual douches.
4: <laughs> One has
2: two small children, the other has been suffering from depression dealing with her ex. Oh. Give them a karma right, here's a
0: here's a douchebag ex karma shot for the both of you, ladies. You got
4: karma. Get back on the market.
2: Sir Mike Westerfield, in Enderlin, North Dakota, our North Dakota guy, $50. The Agenda Slavette in London.
14: Oh. Uh, pictures.
2: London. Send pictures. Send pictures. Thank you for the great show. Thank God I don't need to watch the news because you guys do your cheery irreverent take on the whole financial Armageddon and the sleazoids propping it up makes all it surprisingly bearable. Plus, I love the Greg Palace style investigative deconstruction of Bama and uh, Lucifer Clinton's BS and other phony news out there. I'm in great need of interview karma. Okay. Oh, uh, for tomorrow, Friday uh, the 16th. Yeah, interview karma.
4: You've got...
2: It's
0: good for a week, so...
2: I'm putting on my best suit, heels, and lip gloss, and what? I'm trying to sound as clever as Adam when he discovers arcane subsections of legislation about sexual relations with animals. <laughs> I hereby promise that if I manage to beat the other shortlisted people on Friday who are probably rubbish if they don't listen to No Agenda, that I will be very happy and distracted human resource and will regularly plow my new earnings into becoming a dame with the No Agenda Roundtable. <laughs> my advice when you're doing the interviews don't... The guy says, "Well, you know, our company—we're very engaged in public service, and we—we we, we, all our people are here are very happy and pleased to be working here." Don't say that. Sounds like bullshit to me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that in an interview. Do you have any more to, uh, handy tips, John? That's for- a handy tip. That's a, a handy tip. <laughs> John's I-
0: handy job interview tip.
2: <laughs> 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 Tori Hunter in Paducah, Kentucky, fifty dollars. Uh, He's from the Lone Squirrel. Lone Squirrel, yeah. yeah. He's like donated to be credited to Gitmo slave in hopes he might one day attain knighthood. Thanks, mofos. That's uh, not what he says. says, thanks, mofos, and he says Adam's a vagina. <laughs> I don't know
4: what, <laughs> he's he's almost, I don't know he what that's about. Karma. Oh, wait, there's another one
2: from Lone Squirrel. Uh, yeah, there is again in the morning, John. I'd like to credit. I think, the, oh, he's got one for Rhino, the bearded knighthood celebration continued education. Well, let us know if you really wanted to do too, because sometimes no, he did, I-
0: no, he did. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. That's the kind of guy he is. Here's a karma for Rhino the Bearded
4: or the Beardless these he days. You've got karma. Yeah, and finally,
2: uh, normally the 49.99s we don't put. They're they're there for anonymous, but. Uh, this anonymous person wanted to, uh... I just started to drone Grown stories in the news lately. I'm submitting my first donation. I've only been a listener for a few weeks. Probably do not fit the profile of your standard audience. But safe to say the whole family now seems to enjoy yours. You do fit that profile. The, the whole family enjoys it while listening in the kitchen. When I first started listening, I didn't understand the whole douchebag karma drone thing. I can say the drone thing I'm getting now and the douchebag karma thing are almost not so annoying anymore. Mm-hmm. Less commentary on women's appearances would be appreciated. Uh, we can, and Adam's going to explain why we do that. She's probably really a girl
0: and she's probably very hot. That's why.
2: I really don't care who is hot and who has a big <laughs> ass, <laughs> yeah, I but do. I can understand your interest as well as your male audience. Wine and Food Rock, by the way. Anyway, great commentary and lighthearted approach to the impending doom. You're almost up there now with Colbert and my must have laughs to get me through the insanity. Thanks a million. Um, Well, let me just say again, uh, I, okay, once in a while I I fall off the wagon, but in general,
0: we're only talking as TV executives who've been in the business for three to four decades. Right. Doing
2: it as a virtual TV executive and a. that is what we're doing. Now, that said, I will mention the, uh, uh, oh, well, go on. i think of it, the quote in a minute. <laughs> no, I, I, I know. had a quote. You had a oh, quote? Oh, yeah, Oliver Wilde. Sorry, an Oliver Wilde quote comes to mind, which is that only a fool doesn't judge a person by their appearance. Mm. And uh, so there's some elements of that, you know, when you see somebody, there's, there's certain things you'd like to take a Google the executive uh the ceo of exxon and uh tell me what you think that's a classic but but we do it because we're we're pretending to be broadcasting executives trying to cast shows and so we get very and most of these people are extremely uh they're extreme with their opinions about women's appearances and mints yeah they're they're, to the bullying degree to a total bullying degree and that's all well you're crapping I, out the meaning the unattractive so uh, all i'm doing is following orders
3: if you see something say something yeah,
0: if i see something i gotta say something
2: so uh, i want to thank everybody on this list and uh hope that you can help us by uh, going to org slash na channel com slash na no nation.com hit the donate button also uh Noagendashow.com where you can listen to the show and hit the donation button and help us out. Yeah. And and by the way, the mugs yes. are in at the I saw that. The mugs are in and apparently there is they What is the, this? What is this bull crap?
0: I mean, you know, bull crap. The, the, the the you can pre order the
2: replica prediction book? I don't I, I think it's just a blank It is. It's a blank <laughs> book. It's just a red book. Yeah, the red book. <laughs> Wait
0: a minute. Let me let me look at this page. What is, what is Eric doing? He's, He's off the reservation again. Here. <laughs> Little red prediction res- book. Embossed crimson red leather hardcover book with 200 pages to jot down predictions or a manifesto. <laughs> 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 Why well, doesn't it have no agenda on it, Eric? That's lame. Well, he can get a rubber
2: stamp and stamp it on. Yeah, or just with a crayon or something.
0: I think it's a
2: manifesto. I think is we need a manifesto book so all of our listeners can do their own manifestos. Comes with free. Needed. That'll go great when they when they when they come to get you. They grab the book. Yeah, com- What's this sir
0: yeah. it comes with free brand new Facebook profile. <laughs> really? Okay. Well, whatever. Uh, got a. Uh, oh, first of all, a, a special uh, uh, karma shout out to uh, Mister Oil uh, who uh, just got married. By the way. Uh Send Pictures Oil. We want to we want to see your girl and he's trying to get home for the holidays himself and he's uh really bummed that he's missing her so uh, Mr. Oil of course a longtime supporter of the show definitely gets a little karma there.
4: You've got karma.
0: And I got a note here from Sir Chasen Rodzilski. Hey Adam and John, I was listening to uh, episode 364. I was very surprised to hear John mention that I had donated drunk. Hoping to get karma for myself and not getting any for 14 months. This was not me. Yes, I am a college student studying for a degree in environmental sciences, but have not been drunk for the last month due to studying for finals. I don't drink Coors Light. I don't know anyone named Sam that is coming out of a breakup. The story is completely bogative. <laughs> I believe that a douchebag call out should be go out to either the person that attempted to send the note in as me or John for saying that it was me that donated. Also, I donated 69.69 anyway. Hopefully, this matter can be resolved. The great white knight, Sir Chasen Rodzilski. Well, no, we're totally gonna douchebag douche whoever was responsible that for was that. That
2: was me. I was responsible. You douchebagged me. I think you might have been responsible, John. Well, I, he got a sixty-nine, sixty-nine. Yeah, I was, and I, I we, we we looked into this at the uh, at the headquarters. In, at the headquarters, an investigative team was put on it, <laughs> and they found out that I had read the wrong. It was two shows ago, by the way. It was on sixty-three. Oh. Uh, I, I had read. I looked at. The, I jumped to the names, and I read the wrong. I attributed him, for some unknown reason, to this to this complaint. The unknown and, drunkard. So the drunk complained, and uh, luckily the drunk never noticed. <laughs>
0: the drunk yeah. is like, wow, I wonder who wrote that. Who's I, I know the, someone named Sam. That
2: sounds familiar. <laughs> That's weird. That he has the same friends I do.
5: <laughs> it's your birthday, birthday. I'm no
0: congratulates himself. Uh, his birthday is today along with Paul Alves. Uh, that's uh, Paul the book guy. He also uh, celebrating his birthday today on the 15th. Ray Jacobson wants to uh, say happy birthday to his niece Katie. She turns 19 today. And Christian Wallenberg congratulates his uh, girlfriend Caro. Uh, she turns 29. Happy birthday from all your buddies here from the Red Book Prediction and the No Agenda Show. It's and remember, we need your support. Dvorak.org
7: dot org slash na.
0: Trying to appeal to the younger demographic by humming Dvorak.org dot org slash na.
2: It makes everyone sound like Kissinger. So um, Haiti in
0: the news. Oh. Yeah, it's good. It's, we're heating it up. Uh, the holiday, uh, I guess uh, you know, they've been building the Marriott hotel there and everything. There's still you know seven hundred thousand people uh, uh, swimming in their own poop. Uh, but luckily, Kim Kardashian visits Haiti for charity. She's reportedly on a charity mission to help those in need. The stars in the country with Maria Bello's charity We Advance, which aims to advance the health, safety, and well-being of women throughout Haiti. The organization works in some of the poorest slums in Haiti, including Wharf, Jeremy, and uh, Cite Soleil. She connected with Maria Bello and is there with Maria's foundation, also with her mom, that that publicity whore. Uh, This is all in People Magazine, of course. Uh, Now you know that her father instilled in her and her siblings every little bit counts. She's always tried to do as much as she can, whether privately or publicly, which, of course, is much better for ratings of the show. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Kim and Chris. And Oprah... Also making a charity trip to Haiti. She's been in Haiti this week, visiting some of the efforts being made to help the earthquake ravaged the country as the second anniversary of the disaster approaches. And the money still is not there, all stolen by the Clinton Foundation. The talk show queen visited refugees with Sean Penn on Monday, saying, This is a part of the next chapter. Going around the world to see interesting and fascinating cases of profound examples of what can be done to make a difference in the world. Of course, she dined with Haitian President Michael Sweet Mickey Martelli during a trip. And visited several charity uh, ventures, including Caribbean Craft, a business that was established through a loan scheme launched by Bill Clinton, where they make baskets. Yeah, we want to put those put those little Haitians to work weaving baskets. A quote from Oprah. Everybody knows has spent time in Haiti knows how important it is for the world to see what's going on here.
2: We really appreciate what? Yeah. Important basket weaving. Yeah, Basket weaving.
0: Very, very important. Marriott Hotel. Brand new hotel on Clinton Boulevard there. And uh, Bill and, uh, and Lucifer will be sharing the uh, top floor of sweets. Uh, Bill can't get it up anymore, but Lucifer will be there with Huma after the baby's born. And it's a great thing. So congratulations on screwing that country out of their money, out of their homes. And now all the celebrities are there to go and celebrate all the great work that we've done. Makes you want to puke. Just makes you want to puke.
2: Most people feel good about it. So uh, I'm looking at the New York Times. Oh, is, is there now... Question for
0: you. I believe, well, no, here's the question. Is there anything about
2: Syria in it? Oh, no. Okay. I just got it, so I'm going to have to open. What we'll page? Nope, nope, nope. No, well, why here. don't you take a look? Because I'm I to ha- There's only the front section. Well, I have a little clippy. Mm. Hold on, hold on. Let me go. I have a little clippy here. I'm not seeing anything, and I'm on page 13. Well, we got the zombie. Ah, oh, uh, here it is. Oh. It's on page 13. Oh. Syrian army defectors ambush soldiers. Page well Below you know, the fold, page 13. So it's very obvious.
0: Now, what were you saying again, that we did a deal with Exxon, with the Russians? Uh, no,
2: the that... uh, Putin did a deal with Exxon, and uh, it had something to do with Syria. And, and Syria was part of the deal somehow. Well, it's, uh, when you listen to this uh, quote
0: from, uh, now this is uh, Dick Cheney, the zombie. And he is a zombie because he has no heartbeat. He has a pump to keep it moving. Yeah, um, and he looks like a zombie, which makes it even more yeah, obvious. Uh, I, absolutely. Um, so first, Aaron Burnett asks him about uh, the drone. Where he, uh, his answer there is, oh, yeah, Obama should have gone in and, uh, and whacked the drone out. And then she uh, immediately comes in because this is you know Iran, and then straight into Syria. And from Cheney's answer, there
1: is no way we are going into Syria
16: they're going to respond by not giving it back to us I would assume
1: I would assume that's the case so they'll send it back in pieces after they've gotten all of the intelligence they can out of it uh, the the right response to that would have been to go in immediately after it'd gone down and destroy it you could do that from the air you could do that with a, a quick uh, airstrike i could do that with my zombie forces and uh, in effect and make it impossible for them to benefit from having captured uh, captured that drone. I was told that the president had three options on his desk. He rejected all of them.
4: And they all involved?
1: They all involved. Removing the drone Just Either sending somebody in, you know, to uh, try to recover it, or if you can't do that, and admittedly that would be a difficult operation, mm-hmm. uh, you certainly could have gone in and destroyed it on the ground with a, an airstrike. Yeah,
0: sending out the drone to go uh, kill the drone.
1: That's exactly what we do. Um... But uh, he didn't take any of the options. He asked nicely for them to return it. And uh, they aren't going to do that. Uh,
16: Should the United States now be intervening in Syria?
1: Well, I... uh I think uh, Bashir Assad is a bad actor without question.
0: You know, uh, that's why we didn't cast him uh, originally. He's, just, he's so bad that he
1: can't remember his
0: lines. He
3: he's a bad his mark. actor. We <laughs> don't need bad,
0: it. Bad actor. Uh, I
3: think what we
1: ought to do is try to support the efforts that are underway by the Arab League. And one of the intriguing developments there has been that a lot of the... Nations in the in the region have uh, have turned on Assad so the Saudis as well as a lot of the Gulf states have uh, gotten much much tougher with the Syrians called on them to stop killing their people and uh, I think we ought to work through that effort and try to support and channel those efforts to see if we can get rid of of uh, Sudan. He says Saddam there, which is kind of interesting.
16: But not some sort of a no-fly zone or some other kind of
1: a. Well, no, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not in the loop these days yeah. on oh, right. what's going on in the intelligence uh-huh. arena, who's doing what sure. they there. But I'm not I think true. we definitely ought to come down on the side of uh, replacing Assad, of supporting those who want to change the regime, and clearly, mm-hmm. an awful lot of Syrians do because they've been in the streets. proving it.
0: So, you know, that, uh, Cheney, of course, has got all his oil assets there. He's like, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to blow anything up. We're not going to do any no-fly zone. We can get rid of the bad acting thing. You know, cause, you know, bad acting, we just got to do a new
2: casting. Now, well, Black, I think it's interesting that, that he, he mentioned he had these drone alternatives, which brings what we suggested a couple of shows ago, which is the drone was dropped there as a Trojan horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a it's, gift yeah, with the wheels down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> with the wheels down. You take a look at this. This is really good technology. Yeah, there's no cameras. Yeah. There's no hidden stuff in there. Check it out. If yeah. You're going to like it. <laughs> it is the it is totally the Trojan Why no one takes that angle? Why no one says Trojan horse?
2: And why are the wheels down? We're going to have a, whole,
0: a crash landing. We're going to have a whole bunch of soldiers run out of it a, a trap door in the belly. <laughs> It landed. It's <laughs> oh, robots coming out. It's like, we take us to your leader. We are good. Yeah,
2: no, I, th- I think you're it totally, it's so right. So, so they, right. So we're listening to the new, uh, NBC's got this new Brian Williams, whatever it is. It's like a 60 minutes. It shows up in the middle of the week, like last night. And they had, they've hired Ted Koppel. This is actually quite interesting. I, it was a whole hour, so I only got a couple of clips from it. But they have a, they had Ted Koppel go to Iraq and go to the Green Zone and start looking at some of the crap that's going on there. And it's, like, weird because this is footage I've never seen before. And Koppel was getting away with a lot of stuff that none of these other journalists would do. But let's just play two of these clips. They're not very long, but just play the, Koppel, the one that says Koppel outline, and we get a little feeling that what we're – Koppel takes a perspective that we're not really leaving Iraq under any circumstances.
8: An estimated 1,500 of these contractors have died in Iraq since 2003, and it's not over. Often, it's those whose names we don't know, the men and women who continue to operate covertly. The security measures we can't show you that most eloquently make the case. The United States is not leaving Iraq. I realize you can't go into it in any detail, but I would assume that there is a healthy CIA mission here. I would assume that JSOC uh, may still be active in this country. They join special operations. You've got FBI here. You've got DEA here. Can, can you give me sort of a, a menu of, of who all falls under your control?
1: You're actually uh, doing pretty well where <laughs> I authorized to uh, talk about half of this stuff.
2: <laughs> this is the head of the mission. So, and he won't say anything, but you know, he nails it. Koppel seems to be right on top of it. So, so he does another, he, he, he wraps it up with this Ted Koppel. He, he, I don't know if, if this was approved by, by the powers that be or whatever, but he brings up the old, the old issues in this other clip, which is it's just like it's a head slapper.
8: Military command in Iraq did not want the U.S. troops heading home. Uh, the commanding general asked for 27,000 troops to stay behind. The fact of the matter is, if the Iranians were to launch an attack against that consulate in Basra, you have to be willing to put your money on the Iraqi government. And if the Iraqi government doesn't do it, who else is going to do it? Well, as you've heard, there are a lot of American troops in that region, and I would put my quarter on saying, they're coming back and they'll be the ones to evacuate. But we can't pull out of Iraq. It's too important. Second largest oil reserves in the world. <laughs> we used to talk about that nine years ago. I haven't mm-hmm. talked about it much for the last eight and a half. But yes, to a large extent, it is about the oil.
0: No. You don't say, Ted.
2: I love it.
0: So I I about the oil, duh. I gleaned all this from uh, the president's comments. Uh, He had, you know, he had the, you know, when he declared the war over, which, by the way, was declared by presidential decree by uh, George Bush when all this should end. This is not like Obama didn't end anything. This was already determined when the pullout would take place. That's what she said. Um, the president did a uh, press conference with the Iraqi, uh, the prime minister, I guess. Listen very, very, very carefully to what he says here. Uh, with respect to the embassy,
18: the actual size of our embassy with respect to diplomats uh, is going to be comparable to other countries that we think are important.
0: Bull crap! This place is the size of, uh, of a convention center. It's not com- comparable to any other place. No, the
2: uh, typical... Uh mission like that would be 100 people, they got 15,000. This thing is massive. In the world,
18: there are still some special security needs inside of Iraq. Now, listen carefully. That make the overall number larger. Uh, Look, we're we're only a few years removed from an active war inside of Iraq. Uh, I think it's fair to say that there are still some groups, although they're greatly weakened, that might be tempted to target US diplomats or civilians who are working to uh you know uh, improve the performance of the you know power sector inside of Iraq or are working to uh help uh train uh agricultural specialists inside of Iraq
0: or the bankers who were there to uh, nationalize and buy up the uh, cell phone companies yeah uh, douchebags who are now running in for the spoils of war yes and as president of the United States, I want to make sure that
18: anybody who's out in Iraq trying to help the Iraqi people is protected. Now, as this transition proceeds, it may turn out that the security needs for our diplomats and for our civilians uh, gradually reduces itself. Maybe partly because Iraq continues to make additional progress. But I think the Iraqi people can understand that, uh, as president of the United States, if I'm putting Uh, civilians in the field in order to help the Iraqi people uh, build their economy, uh, and improve their productivity. Uh, I want to make sure that uh, they come home because they are not soldiers.
0: Oh,
2: they're not soldiers. Well, in this special report with Koppel, they show these people that work their secretary soldiers. Soldiers. And they're just they, they're just to go down the street. They have to have a convoy of about yeah. fourteen cars, and they're loaded up with helmets and flak jackets. It's, it's actually yeah. quite it's funny.
0: Academy is now a Z. Uh, uh, Blackwater changes name to Z, and of course, everyone made fun of that. Now they've changed it to Academy with an I. Academy. Why don't they just keep Blackwater? What is the big deal? Well, because it, it, you know, it's just a new entity. It's just a new entity. So, you know, you, if a company is outlawed from working because, you know, they killed civilians on the ground, then you just got to change your name. The she name didn't work. because everyone was making fun of them. So now it's just Academy. And of course, Aaron Burnett has the CEO on to talk about this great branding change. Yeah, we're now Academy. We're all great. We're fantastic. We, yeah, we're just awesome. Yay! We're just fantastic, y'all. Yeah, fantastic. It's so good. I have to do my uh, my segment, uh, John. And yeah, it's time. It's time. 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 Once again to play. Win, lose, or drone. That's right. Now we have the New York City edition. Everybody, as you can also have them circling over your head. It's time once again for Manhattanites to play. Win, lose, or drone. So, uh, you know, I read all the, the airman type uh, porn, you know, anything that has to do with flying and stuff. And uh, a NOTAM came out. N-O-T-A-M uh, stands for Notice to Airmen. Airspace Unmanned Aircraft Flight Level 180 will be flying around from December 1st, 2011 to February 29th. And uh, I'm not going to give you all the uh, all the coordinates, but basically over New York. At 18,000 feet. Over New York City? All, uh, new York. New York State. Uh, new York City. Uh, Connecticut.
2: Watertown. So, so we're having drones? Yeah. How come this is in front page news on the New York Times? Drones are over the United States now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now. Government, military <clears throat> drones. Oh, yeah.
0: Ah, it's beautiful. Uh, so there's a new joke now in, uh, in so aviation. So what about all these
2: planes? Did one of these drones is going to run into
0: something. Oh yeah, no, the pilots are are upset because you know it's not. So what the, basically, a notice to airmen is like when there's a crane at a runway or something, which means look out. So what am I going to do? I'm gonna look out for a drone? Like it's at eighteen thousand feet? Things. Yeah, not that big. Yeah, yeah look out. For, look out for the drone while you're up there, while you're flying around. Look out for the drone. Eighteen thousand feet is Class A airspace. You know that's. You know I could fly in Class A airspace. But now, you, but now you have it's just like, it's like a crane in the sky. Just be careful. You know, when there's firework displays and stuff, they have no tams, or when something is closed. Not just, hey, just so you know, there's a thing flying around there with no pilot on board. Uh, just uh, be careful. FYI. <laughs> it's an FYI. Exactly. Uh, there's a new joke, though, in uh, in aviation. And the joke goes something like this in 10 years. The cockpit will only have one seat for a pilot and a basket for a dog. You know why the dog Just to bite the pilot if he does anything. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's a good
2: one. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Got me off guard on that. One.
0: Yeah, that's how it's going to roll.
2: So uh, there's one of the senators uh, or congressmen is uh, one of the congressmen. I don't. If I have his name on a sheet somewhere, but he was. Uh, he was given, you know, they have this one hour for everyone to talk, you know, and after the Congress, congressional sessions are over, so these guys go on their rants. So he's revisiting the Fort Hood shooter story, which is like seems to have gotten off the front page. And and he's uh, he's upset, and then, of course, the, the right-wing media picked up on it as, you know, something to, to complain about with Obama being too politically correct, which is that they've changed the... I have some thoughts about this. They've changed the definition of what happened at Fort Hood to just simple workplace violence. Oh, and bullying. Bullying. So play the play this clip and you'll get the gist of it and then I have some, something to say.
12: Mr. Speaker, 13 adults and one unborn child were killed and 31 individuals wounded in a shooting attack at Fort Hood, Texas on November the 5th, 2009. Since that time, the Department of Defense has taken no steps to award combat benefits to the casualties or even officially recognize the attack as a terrorist incident. The House and Senate have included two reform measures in the NDAA which we just passed and all all while additional attacks have been attempted by similar high profile radical Islamic terrorists
11: hmm.
12: in the past it is past time for the government to deliver on this act Mr. Speaker here we are almost three years later I guess three years later and, uh, and uh, there's been a recent report that has come out and in that report <coughs> it, re- it references this incident of this slaughter of American troops on Fort Hood soil in Texas. And it references that it shall be taken up as part of workplace violence. Obama regime calls Fort Hood shooting workplace violence. Huh.
2: Okay. Here's so what i so what I'm thinking – I'm sorry that got so boring. What I'm thinking is that there, there's a real blatant attempt to take anything that might actually involve the kind of terrorism we would see overseas based on Islamist terrorism of any sort and and try not to let that actually happen here. And the only thing that would be considered terrorism would be domestic terrorism where, where you know just random groups, uh, right-wingers against abortions or whatever – would be, you know, so we have, so we can push this domestic terrorism meme to such an extreme we can continue to up the ante on, you know, the military uh, basically uh, running the country or having military courts or, or arresting people for domestic terrorism that aren't, they've got nothing to, you know, this is this actually an anomaly. We don't need any of these Islamists to be credited with the terrorism because then it will change focus from, which, and the focus should be on the American public. Wow! And all of the stuff that we've been reading over the last two or three years, uh, since that Fort Hood thing, has been focused on turning the American public into a into a a giant group of criminals. Wow! Everything is yeah, everything is upside down. It's upside down, exactly. Whoa!
0: Oh, that's sad. Oh, by the way, I just got a uh, a picture of Mr. Oil, his wedding picture. Yeah. Oh, my God.
2: What? Oh, his wife? Well, send me the picture. Oh, my God. She is smoking. <laughs> not you're going to get another letter. Oh,
0: hold on a second. No, I, I, I can say this. Not only, uh, what is that? Go away. I have, I'm doing a show here. Good. She is beautiful. And Mr. Oil, he could not have a more Russian head on his shoulders. Take a look. I just emailed it to you. Okay. Married on December fifth. Oh my goodness, she is beautiful. I, you know, if, if this is the girl we need on Russia today, this is the one. We've, She'd be good. We've never done an yeah, open cast. Yeah, Mr. Casting.
2: Oil does look like a Ruski. <laughs> but look, 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 at her, Zoe.
0: Look at her. Look at her. Isn't she perfect? Wouldn't she be perfect for Russia today?
2: She might be too good looking for Russia today. Oh my
0: goodness. Look at where the. Uh, this is our listener. This is Mister Oil.
2: Yeah, well, I'd rather have Zoe listening. <laughs> yeah, somehow, I think he protects uh,
0: himself from. Uh, <laughs> I'm not uh, listening. To, I'm just listening to some music on my iPod. I'm not listening to any show or anything. No, that would. I'm not done. Uh, no. Nothing like that at all. No, no.
2: All right, coming up is... uh, Wait a minute, before we go on with that, I want to mention that the stuff we do listen to for the listeners out there is uh, the C-SPAN stuff. I want to play the the classic stuff that's constantly being done on one of the C-SPAN networks, uh, Playhouse Business. This is what we listen to all day.
18: The chair lays before the house the following personal request.
6: Leave of absence requested for Mr. Diaz Ballard of Florida for today and through Friday, December 16th. Without objection, the request is
2: granted.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I love those. At the beginning. This goes
2: on for oh, hours. I know.
0: And some of it's like, uh, you know, he has jury duty or, you know, there's all kinds of reasons that they can't show up. I know, I know. We sit there and we watch it. Like, like we're the drones. All right, I just, I got one final thing we haven't talked about this, uh, the shooter in uh, Liege in Belgium, uh, which I'm going to tell you right now, this was a false flag. Now, I immediately reached out to Baron von Pelsmacher's because, of course, this his Barony. And I tell you, I didn't hear from two two days from the Baron. I got worried because I think he might even be around that area. I'm like, oh, oh please don't tell me that he was like shopping or something. Uh, but this thing reeks of uh, of crazy you know just like uh, the uh, the oslo uh, bombing and shooting and you know, and and baron von Pelsmachers who is uh, you know is a very he's got a solid you know square head on his shoulders he's he's you know i i know a little bit more about him than i can tell you but you know he's he's just a a proud former citizen now royalty of uh, of belgium and he says, yeah, This is exactly what we needed. We got the new government coming in. We need all the slaves to listen up and uh, be very afraid. This is exactly what we needed. Timing was perfect, he says. And of course, he's a no agenda guy. That's why he's saying these things. But listen to this this attacker had been let go after he had been found uh, several years previous with 9,500 gun parts in 2008, he had uh, multiple firearms. Uh, and and the uh, the authorities actually let him go, and police weren't allowed to question him because that would be harassment. It, this is such an inside false flag job. It's not funny. <laughs> uh, add to the fact that I
2: like the idea of the police can't question you because it would be harassment. It's
0: ra- that's exactly what it is. He's also 33 years old. So yeah, you know, I'm oh. just saying. Yeah, you get the magic numbers. You know,
13: 33.
12: That's a magic number. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the magic
0: number. So we have that uh, final uh, clip coming up uh, from uh, which, again, uh, is stuff that we do for you. Hours and hours of C-SPAN. Uh, and it's by the way, the C-SPAN stuff, it, it's free to use. There's no uh, copyright or royalties as long as it's uh, of the government and not their self-produced shows. Uh, you know, any news organization could do what we do.
2: Right. And they can use the
0: clips. Yeah, they can use the clips. It's, uh, in fact, you even have a download broadcast quality link right there. You know, you, you can use the clips, whatever you want to do. They don't do any of that, uh, so this is the only place you can get that. And please uh, remember us when you're uh, looking at your PayPal and thing, or just see that little donate button. You think, hey,
7: dot org slash
0: na. And uh, in my continuing quest to prove that the obsessive over use of the word vagina. In uh, mainstream media, unfunny sitcoms, is to promote an agenda. I think uh, we're getting very, very close. Pfizer, of course, one of the biggest uh, advertisers. Uh, they now have the web commercials. So it's only a, mo- a minute, uh, just, uh, just a little bit of time before we see this on television. People are now being conditioned. The word vagina is, uh, is not only is it good, it's hilarious, apparently. Uh, but at least it's now an accepted word. And uh, the target audience, John, of, uh, of the typical uh, television uh, audience, what, what is the age range these days? Fifteen. No, seriously.
2: Uh, the typi- well, it depends. There are di- different demos on TV, but 18 to 24 is one group. There's also the 24 to, I guess. Yeah, I but who are camera- the medical companies going after? Oh, the medical companies are going, well, the, uh, on those old people. Thank there's you. a there's a there's an older demo that the medical that you've, you can by the way people out there when you're watching a show and a commercial comes on that commercial and you like is a show you like that commercial is designed for you and your group so look at yourself look within and if the commercial is for like you know hemorrhoid ointment or something you know that if you want to hang out with a younger crowd you might want to watch some other shows. Well, you're absolutely right, and this is the target
0: group.
13: I didn't even tell my husband, that you can't hide something like that. He would go to the drugstore, not, not discussing it or anything, but he would go to the drugstore and buy an over-the-counter product. Oh, I heard about this. I saw the commercial about this. It's a funny thing that women don't...
2: What are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I would think it's, it's hinting at condoms or no, no, or, no. Uh, or blue pills. I have no idea. I mean, it's just because I'm, I'm, I'm an older listener, and I'm going, oh,
13: well, I don't know. Here it comes. What? Here it comes. Talk about vaginal dryness.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so there's a new vaccine?
0: <laughs> I swear to God, they're, they're pushing estrogen on women now. Literally, if you go to uh, the website... Uh, oh what is it? Oh my god, it's so funny. It's uh, uh the Pfizer website. I got to look it up again. <laughs> they are saying uh, and I just got to find this for you. Here it is. Uh, the website is personalmenopauseanswers.com. Uh remember that unlike other symptoms of menopause, vaginal symptoms can make intercourse painful, may not go away on their own, and left untreated they could get worse. Now, of course, you may have already tried some of the vaginal gels and liquids. They can be purchased without prescription and are used prior to sex to offer temporary relief of vaginal dryness. But they're designed to lessen symptoms rather than treat root causes of the pain. Instead, you need medical options, hormone therapy, which require prescription from your healthcare professional. Prescription treatments can replenish estrogen to the vagina. Helping rebuild the tissue that creates vaginal lubrication.
2: Yeah, hey, I give her some advice. Get <laughs> Suzanne Summers out there to push this stuff. She's <laughs> the one who started off the whole, you know, hormone replacement thing for women, and she's old enough.
0: But it makes so much sense. You know, we've got guys who can't get it up, so we have got to have Viagra, and then women are like, "Oh, now that it's up, but this shit hurts, man. Get 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 that. Stop pointing. Stop. Get that thing out of here. This, it hurts. This commercial is great."
13: But they talk about hot flashes.
0: And by the way, you need some
2: Viagra when you see this actress.
13: Well, and because I need. Huh? Oh,
2: she worked. Well, 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 okay. Mm-hmm. Go on. Go on. I'm listening.
13: Had a f- hot flash. I didn't think that I was going through menopause. With the prescription treatment, um, I know.
16: Oh, exactly- hummer, hummer, hummer. Exactly, hummer. Exactly when to use it, and how often to use it. And by following the directions and instructions from my doctor, when we get into the moment to make love, we're into the moment without any interruptions.
13: If I had the opportunity to tell women who were suffering through the same symptoms...
0: She's a hummer too, by the way. She's a a light hummer.
13: ...that I did, I would say, don't wait. Don't go through what I did. Go to your doctor. Ask him what's best for you. But there is no sense in letting it go, thinking it's going to get better.
2: No, better, better. You could stretch out it stretch out a little bit to make it more obvious. (laughs) But you're right; they're both hummers. It's
0: unbelievable. Technically. So you watch this is going to be on television. Vaginal yes. dryness—that's where it's headed.
2: That was what I was waiting for. Okay. Well, you didn't. You had you had the wrong product, but the right. Uh, you, I give you a ten. I give you a full <laughs> prediction. Follow up. A check mark. You get Thank you. win. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Our two final clips today. We have. Uh, we're going to do them one after another. First is the uh, n- uh, Nuclear Regulatory Commission hearing, uh, and uh, that will be followed by Maynard, our buddy there, uh, who works for a uh, real radio <laughs> for actual, he actually gets paid by a boss uh, in Australia to, uh, which sounds like a bum deal, by the way. The, he, Maynard's going to get fired one of these days. You know that, right? <laughs> he, he's going to slip in something wrong. going to Maybe. It'll be over. Uh, well, he
2: can get work he's got
0: a good voice, so he's interviewing us. oh yeah, Sir Thomas of uh, Virginia, who's been to uh, several no agenda uh, two no agenda hot pockets tour meetups. Uh, that will be followed by the uh, the hearing. Uh, set this up for us, John:
2: yeah, this is uh the that hearing that we heard early in the show. This is the the, the bit that I thought was the funniest, and it was and it's uh, representative Labrador. Well, he has a dog-like look to him, by the way, from Idaho, who just, he just goes after this guy. And it is, I think, is well, it's a very good. Inter- this is why C-SPAN can be entertaining. This is brutal.
6: Hearing no objections, I'll assume they'll be delivered to us. With that, we recognize the gentleman from Idaho, Mr. Labrador, for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I especially want to uh, welcome Mr. Magwood, Commissioner Magwood, uh, who worked uh, diligently at Idaho uh, National Laboratory. And I believe uh, Commissioner Finicky's worked for one of our senators, so uh, thank you for being here. Um, This has been truly one of the most frustrating hearings I've ever participated in because I've never seen such self-deluded behavior by any individual in probably my entire life. Um, The lack of awareness of what's happening here in the commission is is truly astounding to me. Uh, To watch an individual just sit here and say that the only thing he is responsible for and he's sorry about is the distraction that has been caused by your behavior is truly uh, just embarrassing just to watch you uh, this entire time that I've been here. So let's really just get down to, to what's happening here. You believe, and you did not answer this question when uh, my good colleague over here uh, asked you the question, but you believe that you are more passionate than the other four individuals uh, sitting here about nuclear safety. Is that not true? Well, I, uh, I think just answer the question, yes or no. You can say yes, you can say no. Are you more passionate or are you less passionate? Or are you equally passionate? It's a simple question. My, my voting record, I think,
9: uh, shows that I have taken uh, positions on safety. So now. you're
6: more passionate.
9: Is that what you believe? I would say my, my position. And
6: you also forward. believe that you have better judgment than these four individuals. Is that not true? Uh, I believe that I have taken. Yes or no? Simple question. I believe I have a very good judgment uh, as a safety And right your now. judgment is better than the four individuals here combined. Isn't that true, according to your own
9: opinion? Uh, it's, it's up to others to determine. Uh, no,
6: it's up to you because you're the one who's making the decisions that is making their life a living hell. So you tell me, do you have more passion? Do you have better judgment?
9: Yes or no? I feel very strongly that I have an appropriate uh, judgment, and so you have better
6: judgment than the other four individuals that are sitting here, correct? According uh, to you, uh,
9: Congressman. As as I said many times, I, I, I'm not. Okay, you're not going to answer the
6: question when it's clearly from your statements, from your actions, that you believe that your judgment and your passion surpasses the four of them combined. Um, So. Your distraction that it's being caused, it's interesting to me. I have managed an organization. I had a law firm for a while. Now I have to manage my my congressional office. Your management style is bringing some problems that that are being brought here to the fore, and you're saying that you're willing to work with them, but you're not willing to admit that you have done anything wrong. That's what I cannot understand. The only way you're going to be able to work with these individuals and actually change your management style is by admitting that you actually screwed up, that you actually did something wrong. Are you not willing to admit that there's something in your management style that has brought us to a congressional hearing that is unprecedented in American history?
9: Well, uh, Congressman, uh, I take responsibility for this uh, agency. Uh, and as I've indicated, I'm willing to uh, discuss these issues with my colleagues and, and figure out how we can uh, better communicate. But well, you haven't done anything wrong. What are you going to discuss? That
6: They're wrong and you're right, correct?
9: Uh, I would like to discuss these uh, communication uh, issues and, and some of the misunderstandings. Have you that done
6: anything wrong
9: uh, in your management of this agency? Uh, Congressman, uh, as I said, I take full responsibility. For, for what? For this organization. And
6: no, for what in your behavior are you taking responsibility for just name one thing, just one thing that you admit that you have done wrong, because I don't believe that these four individuals would come here if you haven't done a single thing wrong. Just
9: name one thing that you have done wrong. Well, uh, Congressman, as I said, I, uh, I'm very passionate about safety. Uh, and uh, So
6: it's wrong for you to be passionate about safety? Is that what you're telling the American people right now? Congressman, uh, Is that wrong to be passionate about safety? And they're not passionate about safety, Right.
9: Congressman, as I said, I, uh, I'm very passionate about safety, and uh, if that's ever been misconstrued by my colleagues, that's something I'd like so to So what in your passion, in your passionate statements, was wrong that would bring us
6: to a moment that we have to have these four individuals, these four commissioners who have dedicated their entire life to the public safety of our nation? What in your behavior is wrong? Just name one thing. That's all I'm asking. I can name 20 things that I have done wrong in my life if somebody asks me the question. You can't name one thing.
9: Well, Congressman, uh, as indicated, it's, it's a conversation I think uh, I'd like to have with my colleagues to better understand their It's experience.
6: ridiculous. Uh, your answers today have been totally ridiculous because there's no way that these individuals who have the same passion, the same commitment to the, nu- to the safety of the United States would be sitting here complaining about you, complaining about the staff, unless you had done something wrong. And it's absolutely ridiculous for us to to think that under any circumstance, you're going to change your behavior because you're not even willing to admit that you did one thing wrong. That's just incredulous to, to anybody who's, who's watching this, this meeting. Mr. Chairman, I have run out of time. I thank what the gentleman.
3: Does, you don't have to. see spin
19: Sir Thomas, whereabouts are you from? What great state are you from? Kansas. How did you find out about No Agenda?
3: I was a longtime uh, listener of uh, Dvorak, follower of all his magazine editorials and stuff like that. He mentioned it a couple of times, and I didn't make a connection to Adam Curry, and then after I heard him and you know looked him up, I was like, oh, Adam Curry from MTV, and immediately got hooked.
19: Are there many people in Kansas you know that listen to No Agenda?
3: No, not at all. Um, currently in Virginia Beach... I traveled the world in the Navy and haven't been back to Kansas since.
19: (laughs) As being an ex-serviceman, does no agenda have a different tone for you, being someone who's been in the service?
3: Oh, definitely. I worked with electronic warfare while I was in the military, and uh, a lot of the stuff Adam talks about, I I love hearing his, his view on harp and several other things. What is
19: your favorite part of the show? You're more into the second part of the show.
3: I just love it when Adam and uh, John get way off on a tangent, <laughs> and they're, they're speaking their what their their true thoughts are rather than their kind of what they think they need for the show.
19: You got to love the pet peeve.
3: Oh, I love it, love it.
19: And why did you decide to become a knight? What made you think oh, I better be into this?
3: I just love their uh, the whole idea of no, no commercials. Their own business model. They have very strong opinions, and they stand behind them. I'm just a single knight, and then after that, Nicole, my girlfriend, became a saint.
19: I seem to remember that. She did something really special, didn't she?
3: Both her and I have been to both the first and the last meeting of the Hot Pockets Tour. The first saint was also named Nicole, and she worked in the health profession, and... So it was my girlfriend. So I was like, hey, Adam, we're going to make Nicole a saint. And he was like, "Mm, let's do it.
19: (laughs) Now we're talking. You're the first night I've spoken to that's been to one of the uh, meetups of any sort. What's it like? What's the atmosphere like as Curry enters the room?
3: Everybody was sitting down eating seafood and and just talking. And we went around the room and met everybody, met Adam and Mickey. And it was just a, a wonderful time. Everybody had their own take on so many different uh, ideas and opinions. The person that picked up Adam from the airport was a Marine, so him and I had kind of the, uh, the military background. It was just so nice that everybody was so friendly.
19: Was there a certain commonality? You said there's a lot of diversity in the No Agenda listenership. Was there a commonality? of, of There was one thing that the main reason they were all there?
3: Not really. It seemed that, that we kind of came from, like, every aspect of life, from, you know, common workers to industrial people to technological people. I think maybe No Agenda was the only thing that really drew us all together.
19: A lot of respect for other people's opinions, because as I talk to all the knights here, not everyone agrees with everything they hear on the show, but they just want to hear different opinions on a multitude of subjects.
3: Yeah, that, that's that's one of the things is when you're listening to No Agenda, I, I think you're at the, so you don't agree with that, but you continue to the discussion, you hear other viewpoints, and, and you move it along rather than just say you're wrong and it stops
19: have you got any advice for the show is there anything in the show you'd like to see more of anything you'd like to see introduced any way anyway you think the show can be improved at the moment
3: no not really any real improvements it's slowly evolved They originally started off the show with no jingles, where now jingles is a major part of no agenda.
19: What's your favourite jingle?
3: Douchebag, of course.
19: (laughs) I'm a fan if you see something, say something, and I was only walking through Melbourne about a month ago. That has been adopted over a period of time by the Melbourne police as well, so every once in a while you'll see a sticker that says that on a Melbourne tram stop.
3: Every once in a blue moon here in uh, the States, you, you hear it. It's just a friendly reminder. If you see something, say something, you know.
19: (laughs) Tell me, what do you do with your night ring?
3: hit people in the mouth. (laughs) I did the uh, candle wax seal a few times. Ninety percent of the time, it sets right on my desk. I've got every one of the No Agenda Challenge coins. I wear it to any of my... Formal meetings or business meetings or the other day to my business Christmas party.
19: For those people that might be out there thinking of donating or thinking of becoming a knight, what do you think of the advantages of doing that with no agenda?
3: It's a lot better than being a boner. People can say, yeah, this, that, or the other thing, but when they hear your name on you know on the podcast, they know that you're backing it up. devorak.org
7: slash N A.
3: Adios, Mofo. Wow!
4: Bye.